Today's episode of the Black Flag Podcast is brought to you by Evan Orvath of Solero Commerce. We're coming to you live from the Solero Commerce compound as always. And if you want a small business that accepts debit or credit cards, you got to go check them out. Contact Evan Orvath or get in touch with one of us and we'll get you a free second opinion on your current merchant service provider. Do you enjoy listening to us every week? Want to support us even more? Become a friend of the program. Patreon.com slash Black Flag Podcast for just four sixty nine. Nice. Nice. A month. You get 20% off all of our merchandise, exclusive giveaways. You could ask us uh, any questions you may have on our Patreon uh, question segment every week. Or just leave us basically a virtual tip in our virtual tip jar. Become a friend of the program again today. That's Patreon.com slash Black Flag Podcast. Lastly, do you like playing with toy cars and telling your significant other that they're collectibles? Do you enjoy badass memorabilia of grown-ass men who are more successful than you? Well, after doing what Bradley and Bobby just told you to do, head on over to CircleBDieCast.com for all your diecast needs and merchandise, and be sure to use promo code BFP123 for $5 off purchases over $30. And one last thing before we get started, we'd like to give a shout-out to the Graphics Coop, Any Racing News, and Danny Eugene Photography for all their support. Brad Keselowski is going to be showing the black flag. It's the Black Flag Podcast. Every fucking week. Fuck, I hate my fucking job. Race analysis. Yeah, we're only girls pool here, so. Maggie forgets that if they changed the rules and took the champion's provisional away, he wouldn't have been able to race the last two years, so uh, occasional alcohol consumption. Jimmy Johnson is on pit road because I think he's the leader. And calling people on their shit. It refrains me from not beating the shit out of you right now because you ask me stupid questions. This week's Black Flag Podcast is now in session. Hey, we edged him out, we beat him, so it's all good. Uh. All right, boys and girls, this is going to be episode 201. Four of the Black Flag Podcast. As always, I am Charlie Sanborn. To my left is Bradley Saucier, and to his left is Bobby Timmons. Uh, fresh off of an Atlantic City weekend for the umpteenth year in a row for Bob. I believe Bradley's gone twice now. I unfortunately didn't get to make it, so tell me what I missed, boys. Well, uh, this was year 13, I think, for me. Um, they all kind of blend together at this point. It was a hell of a time. Always is. Um not much on track um, greatness for for me this weekend, but uh, we uh, tried our best to win the party both nights. Did you? Y- yeah, um, we did not win. <laughs> I I went. Uh, I've I've been the last or not the last three years because we not all of us went uh, one year because it was canceled. But right, you've gone uh, the last three they've had. Yeah, the last three that they had, and uh, this one was uh, it was nice. I I actually do remember a good portion of the weekend which is already a severe improvement from uh, last year because i basically uh, showed up and uh, after about 2 p.m every single day i don't remember really much of anything so um, i backed it down this year um, instead of going to hooters and getting a full pitcher to myself i just split a pitcher uh, or three with freddie so um, we uh Really went on a diet this weekend and uh, didn't didn't really drink too much. But um, I will say that I don't know the last time that I actually threw up from drinking, um, which is saying something. And that's a question that we obviously answer from Patreon a little bit later. Well, I guess not obviously for the listeners, but we, uh, we did get the question uh, over under on how many blown motors at Speed Weeks. And he's not talking about the race cars from our buddy Slim. And uh, we, we came to the conclusion that we've never actually thrown up at, at Speed Weeks, which I'm pretty sure that's actually true. Uh, I don't remember. Which is also it. a wild stat, considering mm. how the last two speed weeks have gone. Right. I mean, I bloodied myself, like had a big cut on my leg last year from falling in the bushes. I don't know why um, no one caught the fact <clears throat> that I threw up on two different minivans, though. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. 
yeah. gotta get it while it's wet after yeah day, i was gonna say somebody <laughs> said that to me this weekend just completely out of to- out of context and i'm like ah, you're a listener that that uh <laughs> I, I said it with uh, with Tomcat. You absolutely did blow a motor. Now yeah, that I think about two it, two on yeah. the cars. I was, but yeah, I, I, I was thinking uh, TT's mod uh, van. I mean, and uh, your own van. Yeah, and, and, and you know somebody else blew a motor and a tranny. Yeah, so I uh, <laughs> blew the <laughs> rear end out. I think <laughs> literally. I uh, complete drivetrain <laughs> failure. <laughs> Fucking drive shaft fell out. Fucking <laughs> catapulted that bitch right down the road. Uh, yeah. Spoiler alert: We have Tommy Catalano on later. Come on, oh, yeah, the Tomcat himself. Yeah. So I, I actually, uh, right after I got done saying it, it, it was more like a timber. Um, I, I guess like immediately, I uh, I was thinking about how usually that that's not the case. That the first year we went down, which like was kind of the one I was thinking of, that that was way more aggressive than uh, than last year. Uh, at least, well in some sense at least but there was no blown motors the first year which was wild uh second year obviously i uh, i blew two um but you'll have that on them bigger jobs you have that on big in big time auto drinking gonna find a different engine builder but uh this this weekend (laughs) was uh this weekend was was um pretty pretty nuts i guess we basically we got to atlantic city uh around the normal time we usually do 11 30 midnight uh on uh on thursday night or friday morning depending on how you look at it and we uh Went over to Ducktown and uh, obviously got ourselves great establishment. Uh, a, a nice meal after having some beers down at the Wild West, and uh, had a couple drinks there, and went back and uh, had a couple more beers at the the casino, and went to bed fairly early for Atlantic City about first thirty uh, in the morning. First noteworthy quote of the entire trip: Brad and I are walking back to the room about three 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 thirty, and uh, we're getting to the room, and Brad goes, "I didn't even get drunk enough tonight to need a liquid IV in the morning." <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I spent thirty dollars on liquid IVs um, right before we left because obviously Atlantic City is just it's just its own it's its own uh, entity, I guess. Uh, Speed Weeks is a close second on on how ridiculous everything just ends up being. Um, but Atlantic City, I mean, so three thirty was an early night uh, for AC. We we ended up proceeding that with a Friday lasting until about four thirty five, and uh, Saturday into Sunday lasting until about six thirty a.m. So. Um, just, just an absolutely ridiculous weekend. The concept of time goes away in Atlantic City. Like, for example, the racing after we raced Saturday night, got back to the room, tidied up, grabbed a beer, you know, did a fit check in the mirror. It's midnight. I'm like, we're, st- I'm starting the my party at midnight. Yeah, like that's that's tough. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. It, it's it, I I realized that the first time that I went because I've been three or four times now. And I haven't gotten to go since COVID happened. And I remember the first time I went, I didn't realize how big all of the casinos were, uh, especially where we stayed at was Bally's, where it all just kind of like flows into the next building. So you're never outside. So right. you, you just, then there's no windows or anything and you just, you, you lose all concept of fucking yeah, anything at all. Window. Yeah. Yeah. I had said on last week's show that, that I felt like this year was going to be the year that like AC was back and I nailed that one. Um, it was mobbed. Um, casinos were mobbed. The racetrack had a pretty good Friday crowd. Friday typically doesn't fill uh, fill up like Saturday does, but Saturday was uh, that's the most amount of people I've ever seen at the race on Saturday. Like it was probably seventy five percent full of the seats, which is which is good. There's a lot of seats there. It's a pretty big arena, um, so that was good to see for the Salmon's crew. Um, they put on a great event. The uh, the races I thought were all entertaining, the ones I got to watch anyway from the infield for the TQs. Um, Friday night, <clears throat> I was helping Matt Janish. We um, we were decent. We weren't great. We were usually anywhere from 10th to 15th on the speed charts, which is good enough. Um, 
got in through our heat race and on the f second lap of the feature cut a right rear down um but they had already crossed over and they were coming back to the green and matt knew it was flat and was going to uh, just try to survive on the restart and then pull up high and stop to get a yellow but they pulled him out of line, made him pit, and then proceeded to not give us any time to change it. So we uh, didn't get it on in time. We lost a couple laps, and Matt just said, fuck it, and didn't go back out. But that's a that's a tough break. I, I know that – so I say it all the time where if you're a race owner or promoter or whatever, you're not in the racing business, you're in the entertainment business, and I believe the Salmons take that to the you know utmost of that phrase. Yeah, absolutely. Um I don't know if they say it now, but I remember the first indoor auto racing drivers meeting I went to when I ran champ carts in 2010. He opened the drivers meeting with uh, show first, race second, basically, was the philosophy. And uh, they do put on a great show. It's a spectacle. Uh, more races need to have uh, driver walkout songs. Yes. Like, those are awesome. They, did, they do take a little bit of time, but if you only do it once, then... It's probably fun. Apparently, but, uh, Swanee had uh, P1 in that department. Yep, he had uh, Donald Trump by Mac Miller. Um, that was always that gets you hyped. Tyler Thompson always has always always brings the heat. Last year, he was uh, it was all a dream by uh, Not nah, Notorious B.I.G. Yeah. Right, and this year it was uh, Boys from the Hood by N.W.A. Nice. So that was uh, I always find that entertaining. Um, on Saturday, Matt was was fighting um, an actual flu, not not uh, the flus that Brad and I can suffer from. Um, and he actually missed driver introductions because he was in the bathroom. <laughs> and they played down with the sickness by Disturbed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was wondering why he didn't come out there, actually. But uh, it, it, going back to Friday night, what, uh, what Bobby was saying with, uh, with Matt, <clears throat> you know, obviously we have a rooting interest in cheering for Matt and uh, we're obviously watching from the stands and I, I guess I hadn't really paid attention and seen that they were already crossed up and ready to go when he pulled down, but he, he came in and the crew like went to the side where the tire was flat and then they just like were going back green and like basically one of the crew members was like yelling at the official or something and the official just like kept going like this and told him to just pull off back into the work area and obviously that means he's not going back out on the racetrack and they went back green and lost a bunch of labs and i'm just seething in the stands just like what the fuck is that that's fucking ridiculous they didn't even give him one fucking lap and i get packed down to bobby and bobby's just like yeah you're more mad than i was he's, just, he's like obviously like bobby was mad at like in the yeah, sense, we, were, yeah, but we were all frustrated but like they rode right under yellow for four or five laps they crossed over they went a lap and then they were going green and then it's like yeah probably should have yeah, hindsight, but should have pulled off earlier. But either way, it, it was a, a bummer end to the to the night. That that uh that certainly was a bummer. Start before the night even started. I actually had uh I had a couple notes. So, before I even went down to um to uh, I think I, basically I went to Hooters, put in a little shift there, went back to the casino, and uh, I was going to meet up with Amanda. Well, I she 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 was like I'll be down in ten fifteen minutes. Well, okay. Well, I sit down at the virtual roulette table as one does to kill time. Fire a 20 in, nothing crazy. I'm just like, I'll just fuck around with this for a little bit. Well, the lady comes over immediately and is like, hey, do you want anything to drink? And I'm like, oh, my God, yeah, of course I want a free drink. So it's like, yeah, just get me, uh, it's like, I don't know. I don't, I don't even really want a beer right now. I was like, just get me like a sex on the beach or something. So she fucking leaves for a second. I'm like, well, now I have $20 I need to make last for at least 15 minutes for her to come back. So I'm gambling, minimum's three. I'm just throwing fucking ones everywhere. I get up to like, I don't know like 34 whole dollars and then i'm just putting like fives places and i went to go amanda was basically like i'm on the way back down the lady had just giving me the drink i went to go slide like money on black and odd and the computer just like glitched and put all of my money on 19 red 
And I was like, what the fuck? And so I'm like trying to like pull the chips back virtually. I'm like, what the fuck? What, what the fuck's going on? Well, what does it hit? Fucking 19 red. <laughs> I'm like, all right. <laughs> just cashed out, cashed out up. Like it wasn't anything crazy. I think at that point I got down a little bit of money, but I, I ended up making at least 50, 60, $70 or whatever. And I'm like, all right, mint. Fucking went back over, went, went to the, uh, went to the bar, got a couple more drinks, went to the racetrack and, uh, got pissed immediately upon being there and and it's a good it's a good thing that i remember this situation clearly because usually walking into the race before the races even start i don't really remember any of it so basically we're walking in amanda and i grab a couple of beers and we we were starting to go up well we had just missed i think the first heat race had gone out on the racetrack they're on like lap two what do you do when you're well what are you supposed to do when you go to a sporting event and the play is still going on and you walk, you're supposed to not fucking walk up and interrupt anyone and get in between anyone and like make it so they can't see anything. So what do I do? I literally walk out of the fucking tunnel and I'm standing right there, like kneeling down because I'm blocking a whole line of people. The races are green. I'm literally kneeling down. Some fucking attendant comes over and just goes, what are you doing? You can't sit there. Yeah, no shit. I can't sit here. I'm not trying to sit here. I'm waiting until the next yellow. No, go, go, go. You can't stay there. No. Oh, I was going to fucking swing. Brad was fired up. I'm not a confrontational human, and I saw the most red I've ever seen in my life. I was going to hit him. I was just going to... I don't know what the fuck the problem was. I was just trying to be courteous, and nothing pisses me off more than when you're trying to do the right thing, and you get told you're doing the wrong thing, you know? So, uh, fuck Should've that swung. guy. He's my weapon of the week. Yeah, that would have been a great way to not see <laughs> any of the races the whole <laughs> Whatever weekend. Whatever you should have done is not what that dude in Manchester, New Hampshire did. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah that was a lot. That's yeah, yikes, Jesus um, Christ. Yeah, so uh, those those are the only two things that I have before the races <laughs> really went green on well, Saturday. I had one more quote before uh, the races started on Friday. Um, Friday, yeah. Fuck. So all the go kart guys they like to stay at Tropicana, and uh, Tropicana has a thing called Boogie Nights, which is like an '80s themed uh, dance oh, party yeah. night at their casino. So, um, <clears throat> Kevin Nobley's wife loves it. Marcy loves going to there. So they all go there on Thursday night. Well, Mike Perry was friend of the program. Fastest in practice, I guess, on Thursday. So Brandon Ruzick, <clears throat> um, sixth place motorsports, Brandon, a uh, good friend of checkbook says, uh, says to the DJ of boogie nights, what do I got to do to get a shout out to, to my friend? And the guy says, ah, get me a, a rum and Coke or whatever. So he gives, gets the guy a rum and Coke. It was $14. And he says, what do you want to say? He said, I'd like to shout out my friend Mike Perry for winning a champ cart practice tonight at Atlantic City. So I guess it was like music dies down and it's, yo, can I get everybody's attention here? We got a big special shout out of the house to Mike Perry on winning tonight's practice at Atlantic City. (laughs) (laughs) And Brandon's like, that was the best $14 I've ever spent in my life. Brandon Brandon was bitching about the beers being nine bucks a piece. He's like, yeah, I went up and I was like, no, no, I just want two of them. And he gave him like 20 or whatever, or I don't know what he gave him, but he was just like, no, I just want two. He's like, yeah, it was 18 fucking dollars. He's like, it was fourteen dollars to get a shout out to Mike and like from the DJ. I would have paid th- like I would have bought him three drinks if it cost that much. Because like he was saying that Mike was out back and like it was hilarious. Because I guess Brandon like went give him the drink, tell him what to say, gets back, and Mike's just like standing there like oblivious, like kind of looking around like with his drink. And all of a sudden he's just like, "Is that my fucking name?" <laughs> and the guy like repeated it over and over again. So uh, that was just one of those things. I mean, he told us that story and Bobby and I just started dying laughing in the secondhand embarrassment. But uh, fuck, I wish I was there for that. <clears throat> yeah, so the the TQ race Friday night was relatively clean for an indoor show. Um, Briggs Danner um, looked real good early, uh, kind of faded back before getting a flat right rear. I think that was 
think that was Friday. Maybe he got the flat rate on Saturday. Yeah, that was Saturday. Never mind. Uh, but he looked good early. Andy Jankoyak looked good. Uh, Skip Flores looked good. Um, looked like it was going to come down to them. Uh, Anthony Cecily was always, you know, he's always fast. He started, like, in the shit um, on Friday. Uh, I think Andy J was leading, and Flores took the lead back, and Andy kind of buried it in underneath him, getting into one, slid him up the racetrack. A uh, little aggressive, but that's indoor racing. And uh, the very next lap, Ryan just basically, I think, tried to do the same thing back and uh, didn't quite work out for him. He ended up driving over the top of Andy J and spinning uh, Ryan out, which is how um, Tomcat, Tommy Catalano, ended up with the lead. And the caution didn't come out at first. Like, Ryan did a complete 360 in the middle of the field. Car's going everywhere, but he kept going. And the caution didn't come out, and I, you know, I don't know if something happened at the other end or what. If if the yellow was for that, it was very delayed. Um, and the caution did come out. Well, when they went by, still under green, like you could he- hear somebody's car was not running right. And as you'll hear later on, like Tommy was blowing up, but it wasn't. It was like big time bad. And the caution came out, and allegedly Andy Jankoyak, like an injection tube or an injector, came unplugged. And under yellow, he, like, reached out of the car and, like, put it all back together so he could win the race. Um, so Tommy Cavallano uh, was, was blowing a motor up, and then on the restart, it just, he was fighting for his life. You know, there's kind of pretty much knew he had no shot. And uh, Andy J took the lead back. I think it was, like, a two-lap run. And uh, Andy J held on to to win over, uh, and Anthony Cecily was third. I have no idea who was second, but. Um, <laughs> Which that's Andy J's what? Third? Yeah, that was third. his third Gambler's Classic. Um, he was very emotional and excited in victory lane. Um, while in the corral, um, the work area corral in the infield, I'm standing there. We're getting ready to watch the race. And uh, if you listen back a few episodes to the Riverhead um, episode that Brad was at, you you hear a, a, a JoJo get mentioned. Is he he's a crew member for Bonsignor? Yeah. He, he helps Justin. So he's standing next to me, and, and it's one of those things like, I know who he is. I don't think he knows me, so I'm not really saying anything. And then eventually he just kind of looks at me and says, hey, uh, where's your buddy Brandon? I'm like, who? He says, Brandon, like, where, you know, where's Brandon at? I'm like, like, let's go, Brandon? Like, I, I, I don't know who the fuck you're talking about, man. He's like, the, the kid you do the show with, Brandon. I'm like, Brad? He's like, ah, yeah, him. <laughs> And then uh, later on at the Wild West bar, he bought Brad a beer, and I was like, "Oh man, good, you found Brandon." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's on me. Uh, <laughs> I've been called way worse, so I'll so, take that one for sure. But uh, so that was fun. Uh, Friday night, though, the racing itself—I I didn't get a chance to really see anything else. Um, I don't know if we're missing anything from the TQ race. Uh, anything notable? Like I said, it was relatively clean um, for a uh, for a Gambler's Classic, and uh, they certainly made up for that on Saturday. Yeah, I actually, I remember when we were walking to, uh, I believe it was Hooters, um, I was like, yeah, I, I just, I have a feeling that, like, something's, something's just going to happen tonight, like, it, it was, last night was just weird, you know, because it was really clean, and usually there's some mayhem and stuff like that, and it was just like, yeah, there wasn't really any of it, so, like, kind of went into Saturday expecting that there'd be some mayhem, uh, basically the day started exactly how, uh, how Friday ended, just, uh, 
Woke up uh, in real, real rough shape and uh, actually went and checked out this place called The Yard, which uh, if you get on the elevator to go to our rooms in AC, which is, uh, what is it, the dentist tower? Uh, yeah. Um, if you if you go down one floor, uh, you just basically walk out and there's just this big restaurant, which I think used to be called something different. I don't know that for sure, but now it's called The Yard. So we go there to get a couple drinks and uh, sit down. I, uh, I order a water, which is unlike me, but that just gives you a little insight on how I was feeling. And uh, then per- quickly proceeded to uh, vodka sprites and mimosas and all that stuff. But I uh, ordered this uh, spicy chicken sandwich. Seems Tim, pretty foolproof. Tim Buckwalter was second on Friday, by the way. Nah, just, just came to me. That makes sense. I, uh, so I ordered this chicken sandwich and uh, took a couple bites of it. And this was quite literally the grossest article of food I have put in my mouth. <laughs> In a very long time, this, this was the the fishiest tasting chicken that's ever <laughs> been a chicken. There's no way that that chicken fucking lived its whole life underwater. I guarantee it. Like, there's no Are you sure it wasn't fish. <laughs> I'm positive I didn't order fish because never once have I sat down and been like, "Yeah, I'll take the fucking fish." Uh, so I don't know what the hell was going on. It looked very much like chicken. It did not taste anything like chicken, so if you go to the yard, I'd highly recommend not getting the spicy chicken because that is an aqua chicken, and <laughs> we tend to call those fish. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, the night, day started uh, pretty rough. Uh, not really having much food in the system. Went to Hooters and uh, made up for it by uh, pretty much eating all of the 20 wings of man and I got. But, um, yeah, just... Uh, well, spur of the moment, we, we ended up going up and gambling a little bit, and I was trying to find a blackjack table all weekend that wasn't a $25 table or didn't have at least everyone sitting at it, so I just pretty much kept playing roulette, and uh, I lost like $60 pretty much immediately, and I sat down, and I was like, I'm just going to put $40 on black here. Well, I put 40 on black, and then I was like, I still think it's going to hit black, so I went black and odd, and I... I uh, I won some some more. Uh, I won both of them. Basically, it was like black twenty seven or red. I don't know. Black fucking thirty one. Let's just say that. Um, and so I was like, oh fuck yeah! Like made all my money back just in basically one spin of the wheel. Go to cash out, and this the lady hands me like fifty five dollars or like I don't know. I don't know what, what how much whatever she gave me like a certain amount of money, and I'm like, there's no way that that's everything. So I'm like walking back by, and some like like Asian dude, like little dude. He this guy was gambling like a thousand dollars on like a color or like odd or whatever i was like i was just sitting next to him just like fucking trying to hide how much i was playing like like 15 on black you know and uh but so i, I basically didn't get all my money and i, I turned around to bobby and amanda drank in my hand just like i just got fucking hosed and i turned around the the asian dude's like hello hello sir sir sorry, you forgot you forgot it was like a 50 dollar chip i'm like fuck <laughs> <laughs> uh, that makes sense i had to go back and cash that in but uh, that's pretty much all I remember from uh, Saturday prior leading up to the the actual uh, racing event. But <coughs> we had our annual Hooters trip. Just yeah, three of us. Nice little nice little date. Yeah, checkbook had uh, had left a little early. I think it must have been by design. I, I really wasn't paying much attention. We went to Hooters on uh, on Friday. Um, Mom, Dad, and uh, checkbook and I. And so then uh, when, when I woke up basically Saturday, I was firing out messages. I looked at the schedule, saw that there was a fan fest for an hour and a half, and I was like, oh, we should be able to get a big crew of people to Hooters, and uh, a couple people were in real rough shape. A couple people had already gotten on a plane and gone home, and uh, half the other people that went to Hooters last year were uh, were racing this year. So it was uh, just the three of us. Had a nice little sit-down at uh, one of America's greatest establishments. Said no one ever. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Nobody goes there for the You food. let me have the my The waitress, hell of a used car salesman. Oh. You know, we, uh, you had gotten, you and Amanda had gotten your version of whatever boneless uh, wings, and I had gotten mine. And before we even ordered, 
she's like, yeah, just make sure, you know, just let, uh, let you know fries. That, that doesn't come with fries. And uh, I'm like, in my head, I'm like, good. Like, I don't need fries. Like, the, the 10 little chicken nuggets here are going to probably cover it. And, uh, you know, we get done ordering. She's like, geez, I don't know. Uh, put, put a fries for the table? And Brad and Amanda both go, no. And I go, yep. <laughs> <laughs> this lady, like, this lady was so good at what she was doing. She, like, she lobbed out on a Toyota camera. <laughs> she, she set down the fucking menu and then immediately was just like oh you see these right here these don't come with fries so if you want a fries you're gonna have to order them separately these yep uh, uh each uh these, these like obviously come with uh with sauce but it's gonna be 99 cents a piece for all of them and uh if you want celery whatever that's that's extra cost as well we're like holy shit okay so then i ordered the fucking whatever and, and uh like oh ranch or blue cheese and i was just gonna let amanda choose and i knew she was gonna choose wrong so she chose blue cheese and we just got ranch anyways <laughs> yeah, you so. got my ranch that i didn't get which is fine oh. and uh we <laughs> also you ordered a bud light she ordered a bud light and i ordered a bud light and she's like yep that makes sense uh or we said we'll just do a pitcher she's like that makes sense because you know if you're, you're drinking the same thing it's uh, it's a little bit cheaper to just get a pitcher and yeah. she was she was slinging yeah she was she was off a ball did or you, something did you get the annual bucket with a calendar no, 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 didn't let, didn't get swindled into buying any junk. <laughs> That's my move. <laughs> just, just got swindled into buying curly fries, which they were good. They, yeah. they don't suck. Mm. Yeah, no, it's uh, always fun exploring the boardwalk, especially when it is sixty degrees outside and not oh, the weather. A foot and a half of snow couldn't have been better. I mean, it could have been better. Could have been a lot warmer, but it was like a solid fifty and sunny all weekend. Like no snare. Uh, I'm sure that helped. You know, with why it was so busy and packed. But uh, yeah. Yeah, it's one of those weekends where uh, kind of was ad- as advertised and uh, looking forward to uh, obviously going back. But uh, yeah, so Saturday, so like I said, it was Saturday for us. Yeah. You know, Matt was sick. Um, we had talked about changing um, changing engines on Saturday, on sun- Saturday morning. I took it easy Friday night, really drugged the brakes for the most part. Um, kind of thinking, just make sure I had to be up in time and... Uh, I think the racetrack opened at ten. I eh, I slept in a little bit. We got got there at eleven. No, no Matt. You no, know, all of us. You know, all the crew was there. Like, oh, that's odd. You know, I thought thought he had said he wanted to change the uh, change the engine, but either way, so we're sitting there, and then uh, it didn't take long once I saw Matt. He did not look good. I'm like, good boy, this is gonna be a long day for him. And uh, he powered through it. We were uh, we were decent in practice. Kind of kind of fucked ourselves in time trials. Um, tire choice was poor. And then. Uh, I think they, they did they have heat yeah they had heat races we didn't get in through our heat race had to go to the b main they were taking two um finished second in that so we got in uh started uh 23rd out of 26 and um it was a fuck fest of a race yeah uh that was uh a little nerve-wracking in the stands obviously uh at least well at least um friday night we uh it was just Amanda, her dad, and I sitting together. But uh, we found uh, all of our friends on uh, on Saturday, so uh, we had a big crew from Maine up there, and uh, up at least in this neck of the woods. So everyone's pulling for Matt, and uh, did not look good in the uh, Concy uh, for a second there before a couple no, of yellows we, came out. And we fell back to we third. We may or may not have got a "Hey, sorry, we fucked you for last night" yellow, but can't prove it or deny it. So we'll just <clears> call it a lucky break. Yeah. Well, it surely would make sense because uh, uh, it did get fucked on night one bad. So, um, at least in my humble opinion, that no one cares about. But uh, yeah, was uh, obviously pumped to see him get second, get into the race. Um, feel like for the most part, all of our friends made the TQ race um, both nights. I yeah, would say. Uh, high roller made it both nights. Junior, I mean fucking junior, he went from like I was standing. This was on Friday night, right? Yeah. Uh, I was standing in the tunnel waiting for us to. We had just turned the corner. Um, for our heat race in the tunnel, those two heat races in front of us, and I see Mike's car sitting up against the fence with a bunch of safety workers around it, and and 
when the floor goes quiet, you know, that's not good. And I'm like, oh, fuck. So, like, I run up to, like, the opening, and and he was all right. He was talking to the officials, and, like, so I stopped him. He was on his way in. I'm like, you good, man? He's like, yeah. I'm like, what happened? He's like, oh, I fucking flipped. <laughs> I'm like, Jesus, I didn't even see it. Yeah, so that that was actually something that we missed from Friday. So yeah. where I'm where I'm sitting, we ended up having to move because we were sitting in, like, basically the worst possible spot, which was right at the very, like, right in the middle of uh, three and four, so we, I saw everything develop with uh, with Mike. He, uh, they were taking what do they take four from a heat race? Yeah, I think so. So they're taking four from a heat race, and Mike's running six at the time. And and the two cars in front of him, I don't I don't even know who they were. They're they're playing fuck fuck though. One of them was in the lead, got shuffled out back, and then they're side by side, and they're banging off each other. And and Mike just you know had a good run coming off one of the corners, and they started playing fuck fuck. It looked like he was going to try to or kind of be able to get to the inside of them, and just. I don't know, got crossed up and flipped and went cage first into the, the uh, fence. And that was another moment in, uh, throughout Friday night where I just got pissed. I, I was probably just on a, on the fucking rev chip because that dude told me <laughs> to go s- make make room in front of everyone and uh, ruin everyone's vision. But I uh, <clears throat> Mike flips and, and Amanda's like, she, she was paying attention, but she didn't really see exactly what happened because the leaders were now going on the front shoot and... I was like, oh, what the fuck? Why are they playing fuck fuck? Mike's fucking like, just flipped into the catch fence, like cage first. And she's like, it was Mike? It was Mike? I was like, yeah. And so like we're standing up trying to like see something. And like it didn't look good coming towards us because it looked like he was going to fucking ground roll double into the wall. Right, and where you're sitting so high up, he goes out of sight before he hits anything. He went out of sight, cage like going head on into the wall. And I was like, well, that's great. Hopefully his fucking belt stay tight. But uh, I was just like, oh, these fucking idiots in front of him were playing fuck, fuck, and he ends up getting crossed up and fucking flips into the fuck. And what does he do? He comes out of the concy, starts dead last, or not dead last, starts 11th and drives to first. <laughs> Wins the B main and finishing the top five on the, in the A main on Friday. <laughs> yeah, it drove drove from 11th to first, which is not, not necessarily uncalled, or unheard of, but it is not normal uh, really to see. And and he won the, he was in the lead with like eight to go, too. Um, it was uh, It was pretty impressive, so... Yeah, uh, old old Junior uh, started out the weekend in the ship and had a pretty good weekend. He uh, he may have suffered brain damage, though, um, in the accident. He says it's not. He says it's from, like, a extreme T-ball incident or something when he was younger. So Bradley comes up with a good, <laughs> with a good play Saturday afternoon. We're sitting in the room chilling, getting ready to go back uh, or to go to Hooters for dinner and then go to the races. And he's like, hey, I got some T-shirts. Let's get our pals, you know, during driver introductions, all the drivers get to throw indoor auto racing merch into the stands. Brad's like, Let's give our pals some t-shirts to throw into the stand. So I give one to uh, Andrew Moeller, one to Matt Swanson, and one to Mike Jr. So I walk up to Mike. I'm like, hey, man, on behalf of BFP, would you like to throw our shirt in the stands? He's like, yeah, that'd be awesome. Um, So then I see High Roller. I give him a shirt, and I'm walking to find Matt. And Mike's like, hey, I got a shirt from you guys. You just gave it to me. (laughs) I'm stupid. (laughs) I just look at him. I'm like, Mike, do you have brain damage from last (laughs) night? Like, like I just gave that to you 30 seconds ago, and you couldn't wait to come tell me about it. (laughs) Uh, Yikes. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, shout out those guys for uh, throwing their... Throwing our T-shirts in the stands. Uh, hopefully, a, a nine-year-old child ended up with them. Yeah, I kind of. Uh, I a little bit later on, Dare shirts. A little bit later on, no, they were. Uh, I don't know. Well, one of one them was. was yeah, then, I think the other two were the Budweiser logo ones. Yeah, I don't know exactly what what they even were, but we just had so much shit just sitting on a chair, and like we didn't really sell anything this weekend. And I was like, honestly, we have too many fucking shirts to begin with, so just it'd be cool. Little promotion. Uh, we were sitting in the stands the night one, and. Uh, couple kids were standing there waiting for the drivers to come out to get t-shirts obviously and there was like five or six kids and 
the, the drivers, a little bit later on, I, I kind of clown a lot of the drivers on their throwing ability. Um, actually, it was, uh, it was for all of our friends, I was proud of them, um, including Tommy Catalano with, uh, with their throws into the stands. It was, uh, there, was a, there was a solid gaggle of them that did not look like they've ever no thrown one, anything in their life. No one has, like, no one tops the worst throw other than Andy Janko yet. Yeah. It's yeah. not even close. That dude's year. arm might as well be... A pool, a pool noodle. <laughs> I was going to say spaghetti noodle. Like he cannot yeah. throw anything, and he th- his form is terrible. Breaks down in the pocket, doesn't use his hips, no, <laughs> no footwork, just terrible. Doesn't square up. Yeah, nothing. 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 Yeah, it was uh, – so we're, we're sitting there, though, and we're sitting, like, right kind of above where the drivers are coming out, and there's six or seven kids, whatever, and they're all standing there screaming, ah, well, the shirts are going over their head, and these adults are catching it. So, like, an adult caught one, like, to their right, and I'm like, you got to give it to the kid. Come on. And, like, the, the guy obviously didn't hear me. It was too loud in there, but I'm like, is he going to give it to him? He's going to get – no, he didn't give it to him. An adult catches it like three people over from from the left, doesn't give it to them. And I'm just like, what the fuck is wrong with you people? Like, you guys are going to end up on social media getting absolutely fucking posted in a second. I caught a a t-shirt one of the years I wasn't working and looked at it real quick. And it was from like a Providence race five years prior to that. Like, it wasn't even like an Atlantic City shirt. (laughs) It was like like a 4X. It's something they had left over from a previous (laughs) event. (laughs) I, uh, I think one of like the six or seven kids like, caught one and like the bunch of them were just you know sitting, making even more noise like really trying to get one and i'm like ah, you know i feel bad for these kids like i don't have any shirts for them uh, or any shirts that would fit them or any shirts that are appropriate for them to wear so it's like ah, why don't i give them a couple stickers so <laughs> i went down i just gave gave like one of the kids like seven stickers and one of the kids like was like oh yeah i need this and i was like yeah it's apple juice on the sticker he's like Really? Because it sure looks like beer. <laughs> like, no, it's apple juice. It looks like what mommy and daddy drink every night after work. Uh, yeah. So, and it was cute. One of like the girls like got one of them, and I had given them five of the actual logo ones, and then one that was just the BFP with the headset, and we're like 20 minutes removed now, maybe even a half an hour, and this girl comes like walking down and just goes, "Excuse me, do do you have another one?" And I was like, yeah, sure. And I gave her like the regular like one with the or apple juice. And she, she hands me back. The other one goes, thank you. And runs away. <laughs> like, ah, oh, God, even the kids like love it. Welches. Um, but uh, yeah, that was that was that was still back to Friday. Everything in AC is, uh, is all kinds ADHD. of runs together. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, what, uh, what Bobby had started bringing up uh, Saturday was, uh, was pretty hectic. And uh, yeah, so yeah. Uh, well, who started on the pole? Uh, I think it was Joey Bailey, Eric Rudolph, Briggs Danner. Like they were all pretty quick. Uh, Rudolph jumped out to the lead, and then uh, Jan Kowiak, I think, snuck his way in there to the lead at one point. And so with the redraw, the top eight, or I think maybe it was nine, the top nine got to redraw, and they gave Anthony Cecily the option to just volunteer to take nine for five hundred dollars. Kind of a no-brainer. Cha-ching. He does that, and if he won from ninth. Another thousand dollars, cha-ching, because he won. Um, but uh, the cautions—I mean, they didn't even—they didn't make the—they didn't even get to the start and finish line. And Tyler Thompson had one of the hardest hits I've ever seen a TQ hit. Uh, Ryan Bartlett in the '93 just didn't go for some reason. He was starting, I think, fourth or sixth. And you got 26 TQs that are just inches apart, and it is wide open, and the greens out, and he stops, and it just bottlenecks everybody up. Tyler like jumped to right rear. The car spit right, hit head-on, and just spun like a top in the middle of the racetrack. And I'm like, oh, my God. That was the hardest head-on hit I think I've ever seen indoors. And uh, one of the things my dad told me when I was a little kid, or not a little kid, but I was younger running legend cars, 
do not get out of the race car unless you think it's absolutely killed. Like if it won't move, won't drive away. Tyler never got out of the car. Like on the furniture dolly, still strapped up. Just give me in so the guys can work on it. He broke his fucking hand in the wreck or broke his arm or something. He was all casted up with ice um, in the pits after the race, but never once got out of it until they were like, yeah, no, no, this thing is, this thing is ruined. (laughs) Like it's a foot shorter than when you started. (laughs) Um, How it didn't knock him out or or hurt him even worse, I don't know, because it was a hellacious hit. Took out uh, Scott Shooter and uh, Ryan Soucy's, who were both also very fast. Um, Scott Cruder was uh, the champion from the indoor series last year and Mike Jr.'s teammate, so he, he had a pretty tough weekend. Ripped the left front shock you know, right off his car, so he was done early. So right off the get-go, I, I look at the uh, Kevin Graver, who was Matt's other crew guy helping us. I'm like, well, we're plus three, and we haven't even started the race yet, and it just never got any better. Um, multiple crashes, and, and the big one happened with about 10 to go. Um, Anthony Sesse got to the lead, and Andy Jankowiak was second, and uh, Matt Swanson driving the Mobile. Had a hell of a run going. Matt was fast, you know, every time he went out. And he was as good, I think, as Cecily and Jankowiak. Wearing Jankowiak out as Jankowiak's, you know, trying to wear out the back bumper on, on Cecily. And I'm like, man, like one little fuck up by one of, you know, and Swanee's going to win this thing. And, and as they're, you know, they're racing hard, like nose to tail, sparks, you know, beating and banging. And the next thing I know, Junior just fucking comes out of nowhere and is hawking these motherfuckers down. And I'm like, holy fuck, fucking Junior's going to win this thing. I mean, he's like, he's a, he was a straightaway back and in like three laps past Swanson. I'm like, holy fuck. Right about the time I think that, they go down into three and Matt blows a radiator hose. And I don't know if you know this, Charlie. I think you do. Water's slippery. Huh. You know, and when you about. water down the concrete floor that is supposed to be sticky, it was a big one. Um, Eric Rudolph, first one, nowhere to go, slammed the wall. Timmy Buckwalter behind him, nowhere to go, slammed the wall. I think Joey Bailey spun. We spun. Um, I kind of thought Matt had hit the opening um, of the tunnel where you come out on the track, but luckily he, like, spun in the water and got out of the water, and the car, like, woed itself up before he hit the wall. Um, you know, pretty big hit for everybody else that, that hit the wall. You know, cars going everywhere. Red flags out, so they open up the work area. I go running over, like, you know, they won't let you out on the racetrack, but at least they'll let you to like the edge of the of the concrete blocks. Trying to look at the damage on, on Matt Janish's car. You know, like I said, couldn't really tell if we hit anything or not. And they're putting um Swanson's car on the furniture dolly. He's not in any rush to get out, but I assume you know he was okay. And the thing goes up in flames. And it goes up in flames big. The entire gas tank uh erupts to the point where now like you hear like an audible gasp from the crowd. And it's not getting any smaller. And I, it, it was probably only two or three seconds. Like, it was a quick flash flyer. But it, like, it seemed like a long time. And then now you can obviously, Matt's trying to get out of the car. I don't know what, you know, the, the fire crew was there pretty quickly. Like, I'll give him that. But I don't know what this guy was using. But it might as well have been one of those buckets you water garden flowers with. Because <laughs> it was not putting the fire out um, very well. I mean, it did eventually. They They had another fire extinguisher and... And got Matt out of the car, and he was okay. But it was certainly a certainly a scary couple of seconds. Um, you hate to see anybody in a fire, never mind one of your good friends. Yeah. So that was uh, Bobby. Obviously, said that it felt like it was, or it probably was a couple seconds. Definitely felt like fifteen from the crowd. Um, you you could hear like everyone's audible gasp, and then like they like ran out of air, like <gasps> done. And then like it was still on fire, and I'm like, oh my god, like to the point where like. Amanda's yelling, Nicole's yelling, 
I'm like, what the fuck? What the fuck? Like, ah, like, what is going on? Like, get get the fucking thing out. Because like Bobby said, like, it seemed like it made the fire even bigger. So we're all freaking out. Like, everyone's on the verge of, like, tears because you you think that you're watching, like, one of your good friends fucking go up in flames. And uh, honestly, up into that point, I thought that Joey Bailey was going to be hurt because he slid in uh, on, like, the right side, like, I guess passenger side door or whatever. But he's slid on in so hard that I was like, holy fuck, like, he's not going to be all right. And uh, he, everyone was out of the car. And then, like like you said, they were putting Matt's car on the dolly. So you, you think trying to get out of a car on a fucking dolly is... Uh, it's already going to be difficult. Um, and then you, you bring in the fact that now you're on fire. Um, uh, but yeah, just obviously glad to see that he was okay. And it was one of those moments where I saw him at the wild west later on. And I, the minute I saw him, I just walked up and gave him like a big old hug. He's like, Hey pal. I'm like, I'm so glad you're okay. <laughs> Cause I was a hundred percent sure that you were not. <clears throat> so obviously that kind of rattles you a little bit and, uh, they, they get it all put out and that was okay. He went to the infield and they looked him all over and you know, same thing. So I was like, you good dog. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm good. I'm good. Um, so I'm in the infield and like, kind of, all right, now we, we asked an official to go look at Matt Janish's car. Matt's like, no, I'm good. We're all set here. So they get the cars back fired up. Um, at this point, two thirds of the field's eliminated. They, the infield got so full of wrecked and broken cars that they're like, yeah, you can, you can just take those back. Like you don't have to wait the rest of the race. And they get everybody fired up and I'm in the, I'm in the infield corral. And uh, kind of responded to some, you know, the group chats are going off, you know, everybody that was there. And then, you know, obviously we're freaking out. And then the people that aren't there that are in the group chat are like, uh, can you guys like tell us what the fuck's going on? Like, you're all like, oh, I hope Matt's okay. You know, what the fuck? And I'm reading that. And, uh, and then they, the, the field's going by in turn one and two, which is the end of the info that the corral's in. And I start counting cars to figure out, you know, what position we're in, you know, where, where we're going to end up. And Freddie is in the... Uh, in the infield with us and Freddie, man, it's, it's, it's almost like he gets paid to spot and be observant. Uh, cause he taps me on the shoulder and goes, Hey, fuckhead, you going to go work on your shit. And I turn around and Matt's in the infield waiting for an adjustment. And I'm like, Oh fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I never even saw him come in the infield. Luckily, Kevin Graver, like I said, the other one helping, he, he was already over there making an air pressure adjustment before I even got over there. And I'm like, Boy, my addiction. <laughs> like, fucking A. I just finally had settled down to relax for one second just for Freddie to go, hey, fuckhead. <laughs> or dumbass or something, whatever it was. And uh, I said, huh, Freddie, you're, uh, you're a decent spotter. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like something that'll come out of Freddie's mouth for sure. Uh, so the race went back green. There was only 10 cars left at that point. Um, the PA, it was very interesting. Uh, like I said, I ran over to the to the edge of the blocks before uh, Swanson had caught on fire. And Steve Post perfect does a perfect ringside um, commentary for this event, keeping the crowd in it. And, um, you know, they, they hadn't gone to instant replay yet. You know, the crash was still relatively fresh. But he's like, you know, trouble for the 82 of Christopher. Christopher, put water down. And as that's happening, Mike's driving like, might as well have driven over my toes. He was so close to me driving by, and I'm like, "Not one, not one, that one's not <laughs> leaking any water." I can tell you that. And I, Mike said later on at Wild West, he's like, "I didn't start that. I didn't put any of that water down. People were blaming me." <laughs> like, I don't know why you're yelling at me, Mike. I never once accused you of water in another racetrack. It was pretty clearly it was Matt. But yeah, it was it was uh, funny. Like I I remember hearing Steve say that, and like the way that Matt pulled in, like he he went right through the accident so we obviously went over the water and so it looked like it was coming from his car and so it was like what a fucking turn of events because you go to these events and you you think obviously Anthony Sesley's really good Andy Jankowiak's really good Ryan Flores is really good and now you have two of our good pals like 
and you're like, they are faster than these two. They're in it. They're going to fucking win this race. Matt's on his back bumper, like you said. Junior comes out of nowhere. Junior looked like he was the fastest car on the racetrack. And then Matt's car, you literally see like the puff of fucking steam or whatever, smoke, and just obviously everyone wrecks behind him. He went then, straight in. I mean, like, yeah. it was a hard hit. Yeah, but then and then you, you, hear, uh, you hear Steve saying it's Junior, and you see this trail of water. I'm like, you've got to be fucking kidding me. We just went from... Two of our friends are the fastest cars on the track and probably going to win this race. So now both of them are out and one of them just caught on fire. And uh, luckily, Junior was able to pull away from that. And obviously, he wasn't on the water down the track. But that left uh, that left 10 cars out of the original 26. I believe there was seven to go um, after the chaos had, had uh, ensued and the dust settled. Cecily started on the on the pole and Jan Koyak second. Junior was third. And they kind of just single filed out and, and ripped off the rest of the race. Cecily was starting to pull away and... Uh, Second win this year, I think, driving for Rick Kluth, and, and uh, that team has like nine different names. I don't know what exactly the team's called, but I think there's a guy named Jeff involved, and then you got Puddin'. They had four cars there. Cecily drove a different car each night. Both of them were lights out. Swanson was lights out. I don't know about the other one. Uh, that's a different story. But uh, So shout out to those guys, You know, Rick story Kluth, Puddin', all them. Uh, good success for those guys. Happy to see... Uh, you know, see them run good and was really pulling for Swanee and Junior. Junior ended up third, um, so good weekend for him. I know uh, I know they were pretty proud of that. And, and uh, to start out his first race of the weekend, he was on his roof into the concrete. He ended up ended up with a really strong weekend, so it was good to see uh, some pals. Skip, former, friend, uh, former guest, uh, Brian Flores, ended up fourth. I think Nick Lodiga rounded out the top five, which I don't even know. If Nick races ovals anymore, I'm pretty sure he's a drag racer now, but they still haul out their TQ every year uh, to run the indoor stuff. Matt uh, Janish rode around to finish eighth. Um, thought we got the hard charger for the second year in a row, which is an extra $550 um, in memorial of, I believe the guy's name's Steve Craig or something Craig anyway. So the 555 symbolizes him. And um, just to sum up how our weekend was, we couldn't even win for losing because after we all get our picture taken with the big check again, they came over and said, actually, somebody else got it. Sorry. Perfect. <laughs> so <laughs> that's just, just as a perfect end to the weekend. Um, racing wise, I, like I've said before a million times, I love helping Matt. I didn't do shit. I, I mean, I was more in the way than anything to the point where I gave myself a fake like title of consultant. You know, everyone's <laughs> like, what do you do for Matt? I was like, I'm just a consultant. Uh, so... Uh, so I appreciate them guys having me and, and uh, him and his wife, Olivia. They're super friendly. So it's always fun to go racing with those guys. And uh, the racing aspect of Atlantic City 99% of the time is a headache, but I love this event every year, and I already can't wait to go back next year. Yep, yeah, can't wait to go back next year. Probably uh, probably going to check Allentown. I would assume, well, maybe. Actually, it depends on completely depends on the Chili Bowl, but uh, definitely Atlantic City next year, and if and Syracuse they, happens hope, to yeah, be... Yeah, I hope they bring back Syracuse. I was just about to say that, Brad. Yeah. Uh, I, I think they are. I think this year just the building needed some maintenance and yep. didn't allow for time for that event in March like they normally do, but... Yeah, it sounded like when they when they posted the schedule for this year that they would be back in 2024, so looking forward to those two events uh, for sure. You can basically put those ones in Sharpie on the calendar for next year, but... Uh, <clears throat> uh, without... Was, uh, we, we would be absolutely remiss, though, and I don't know if maybe you were about to bring it up and I cucked you, but uh, they did have champ carts and fucking Ryan Borges, man, 22nd to third. He stepped on his ween, his words, not mine. I think every time he went on the racetrack, except for the feature when it counted most. So that was good for him. There's uh, a time to not do it. That would be it. 
he uh, he was putting it on, and there was a couple times like he was starting to hawk the leaders down. And I'm like, motherfucker, like jizz is fast, like you know, he's gonna win this thing. But um, only got to third. I say only, like it's a bad thing. It's not. I mean, that's a that's a hell of a run against some stacked uh, stacked field. I think Logan Chrisafully ended up getting the win. Whoever that may be, I don't know. Um, no idea who won the slingshot race because, quite frankly, I don't give a shit about slingshots. They had micro sprints. I think Eric Rudolph won that. Yeah. Once again, don't really give a shit. That did happen. The slingshot race, I, I'm pretty sure I was in the grandstands for the whole thing, and I didn't watch one lap of it, uh, so, which uh, is just kind of a bummer. But <clears throat> Our official first two podium pals of 2023, Mike Jr. and Ryan Borges. So shout out to... That a boy, Jizz. Shout out to them. Uh, Mike Perry, friend of the program. Absolutely tough weekend. I believe spun out and flipped while leading his heat race on Friday. Which put him uh, in the B feature on Saturday, which he was more than fast enough to qualify in had he made it that far. He didn't. I don't know what happened, but he went into the concrete absolutely head-on wide open during practice on Saturday. Um, Absolute elite level awareness. So obviously you know Charlie um, and most of you at home. Go-karts, they're very small. You have quite literally the front bumper and then your feet. So if you're going to hit something head-on... What's the second thing that's going to take the impact? Your feet. Mike had the <laughs> sense of awareness to fling his feet up in the air before he hit the wall, and it folded everything underneath his feet, the nose, the bumper, fucked the pedals up, the body, and was uh, was fine. He walked away a little bit of a limp when I saw him a little bit uh, later on in, that, in the day, obviously, but uh, like you said, could have been way, way worse. Should have probably had two broken femurs. Yeah. Yeah. But... uh. Glad, glad that he was. Uh, How did he kick the nose oh. cone off? <clears throat> it like, carefully. It was like must have been like mid wreck. Brendan Meserve actually got like a picture. I of saw it. that. Uh, I thought like, that was because of the wreck, though. That his feet went up like that. So it was uh, go kart yoga. She called it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Glad, uh, glad all of our pals were all right. Because uh, uh, obviously those were a couple scary things. I, I was, I was just sitting. I don't remember where I even was, but I didn't end up going to the racetrack. I think I might have been at the yard, still, and uh, got the messages on the group chat that uh, Mike had. Like everyone was like, "Oh, glad you're all right. Glad you're all right." I'm like, "What the fuck happened?" I, I kind of forgot they raced a little bit earlier on Saturday, and then there's a big lull in the action. So, uh, I, once I dragged myself out of bed at about two, I, I uh, that's when breakfast was, I guess. So, missed uh, missed all those races and uh, missed that happening. But uh, thankful for Gri- Brenda getting that uh, picture because uh, that's uh, I, I, I Mike enjoyed it. Well, that's just yeah. Mike enjoyed it like the rest of us did. But uh, uh, we did. Uh, we missed one more question. Obviously, we're going to get to Tommy Catalano here in a second. Uh, one question uh, on the Patreon pals segment uh, was Cameron Jackson, who said uh, picks for the Clash at the Coliseum. Oh, yeah, which, that's uh, happening this weekend. Which, huh? uh, yeah, this this coming weekend, the uh, the Clash at the Coliseum, the uh, the second annual running of this event, um, obviously uh, kicks off the NASCAR season, and uh, that's uh, I guess probably a, a good time to bring up that. Uh, been uh, working on at least a little bit of a graphics package for a while, but obviously uh, last year I I uh, won the pick segment in like July, and uh, I had been I had actually done a graphic that was uh, called Fade Brad because uh, I was always clowned on for being wrong, which I I embraced fully, and um, I thought it would be uh, a fun thing to do is just uh, shoot the picks out every single uh, every single week, and figured that that's kind of uh, there's a lot of people on the internet that does that, and it's probably something we should get behind. Well. The fact that uh, Massachusetts is now allowing sports gambling starting, I believe, tomorrow at midnight. Um, and New Hampshire, it's obviously legal. The DraftKings Sportsbook, Maine's close behind. Connecticut allows it. Rhode Island has their own deal. New York, Pennsylvania, whatever. Where all, most of our listeners live, except for currently Maine and Vermont. Uh, Going to be launching the Black Flagged Playbook, which uh, will be a uh, quick little segment. I don't know how... 
how quick I guess it'll be, probably 30 minutes, 30, 45 minutes, uh, and we'll put it up uh, on probably Thursday or Friday, um, and uh, that'll just be, uh, that's actually going to be me and uh, Reagan. I was going to do it by myself because uh, I know that neither of you two boys uh, gamble or uh, certainly, really certainly not any good at it. Um, this weekend's uh, bank account statement from Atlantic City reflects that. Yeah, yeah, that was a t- tough one at the Wheel of Fortune slot, which is was weird because I'd never see Bobby lose at the Wheel of Fortune slot. No, so. and I, I called my <laughs> shop before I left. I told my dad, I go, one of these years I'm gonna I'm gonna get my ass kicked. I'd, I'd run, I'd had too many good runs in Atlantic City <laughs> making money gambling. To uh, it all came crashing down in my Lindsay, face. Lindsay, after this weekend, is officially three for three at winning at slot machines. She should retire. She, I told her <laughs> to do just that. She yeah. should have retired at one, but. <laughs> Yeah, actually, uh, I believe that the the law is uh, the uh, mobile sports betting is is uh, legal in Massachusetts at the beginning of March, and I think that it opens at like actual casinos and stuff like that um, that tomorrow at midnight or February for uh, whatever. But basically, you can gamble uh, mobily uh, in some states or some yeah some states in New England, and uh, so we're gonna start launching that. Whereas uh, for some fucking reason last year I picked uh, the winner a lot and didn't bet on the winner a lot, so I'm uh, gonna try to help everyone else pick some winners and uh, obviously do some DraftKings lineups as well where those are legal pretty much everywhere going to find some uh, going to find some winners in in uh, the uh, regular DraftKings lineups and uh, just yeah Reagan and I will uh, host the Black Flag playbook and just uh, go over what's going on this coming weekend what the odds look like and stuff like that so uh, that being said uh, look for that on uh, on Thursday but the uh, picks for the Coliseum uh, Charlie you got any uh, got any thought on that one can Priest driving it again yeah i was probably gonna go with ryan priest i believe he's actually gonna drive the 41 in every race this year well i didn't know if he, <laughs> he was like eligible to well every driver is i think they just have to qualify their way in no yeah i believe oh, that's okay. the case yeah which yeah. which i because a clash forever and always used to be whoever won a poll from the previous year but they fucked that up like a few years ago and now just definitely took the novelty out of it where now everyone can fucking run and i think that there's some drivers that aren't even full-time drivers that are going to the the clash this year and uh trying to race their way in but yeah it's just heat races and uh anyone that can make their way i feel like uh, i feel like last year once they switched to this new car and priest was in that like what was it the 15 or something like qualified for it he qualified for it and actually had a decent run so i feel like now he's in something that's half as decent he's gonna have a decent run i'm gonna go with ryan priest certainly uh certainly a good pick uh vegas doesn't think so he's plus five thousand uh to win that race but uh what are the shops no we'll go over we'll go over a little bit more of that uh obviously on uh, on thursday talk a little bit more about that in uh, lineup talk but uh, i'm gonna go with uh i'm gonna go with the 20 of christopher bell i think that uh He's a, he's a good little short track guy. I feel like I've seen him win uh, numerous times at like Bristol and stuff like that in the NASCAR ranks. And uh, obviously he goes to Loudon, long straightaways, short corner, fucking figures it out, whatever. Uh, just needed someone that's not Ryan Priest because I was also going to take Ryan Priest. <laughs> <laughs> Kyle Busch's first start for RCR, victory. The eight car was the most dominant car there last year, hands down, until it broke. Um, all the pieces are the same except for the driver's seat. Now, I like Tyler Reddick a lot. Great race car driver. Got to believe you're taking a step up in the driver's seat by having Kyle Busch drive your race car. So that being said, eight car wins it, and it's not even close. Okay, that's I a like solid. That. That's a solid pick. I like that too. I like it. Yeah, I uh, I actually thought uh, it was funny. I, I sent it to uh, sent the, the odds to Reagan a little bit earlier so that we could start uh, discussing and really getting getting through what we were going to talk about. And uh, 
he uh, he had uh, oh look at it. look at the odds on uh, William Byron, Ryan Priest, and Kyle Busch. He's like I like those guys. I think that those guys are going to be the top three. So the fuck um, does Reagan know? A little bit of a that's a little bit of a fore, uh, foreshadowing on that. He actually uh, he's pretty much the only one I know that that routinely gambles on NASCAR. And uh, I don't know if you if you do something for too long and it doesn't work if out. If it or was whatever, more insanity, like, so. accessible and convenient, like I wouldn't mind just tossing some bets in here. But like uh, out of the three of us. Brad, you're the only one that would drive 45 minutes to the state line to make a gambling bet. <laughs> and uh, and and people <laughs> like I just want to do it for my couch. You can, you yeah. can uh, on my phone. You can you can certainly uh, find uh, many reasons to clown on that. Um, it it, uh, <laughs> it 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 was really looking super hot the first time I did it, you know. And then fucking David Starr just came out of nowhere <laughs> and lost That's, all of our friends so much money. That did happen. Oh God! I think you were even involved in that. I was, Bobby was involved I was. in that. My we had five hundred dollars in bets placed on Noah Gregson winning that race, and we were all going to make like three hundred dollars profit. Yeah, yeah. And it then, was. Uh, and it, it that was, was what like wasn't that within like the last like handful of laps too? Oh yeah, yeah it, was it was like two to go or yeah, three yeah. to go. Yeah, it's funny you always remember where you are when tragedy strikes. <laughs> <and> <laughs> yeah, I was at a Sea Dog Brewery in South Portland, yeah. Maine. <laughs> yeah. I believe I was right next to Brad on that couch there or somewhere. Yeah, well, I, feel yeah, like you yeah were, I, I thought you were with me, no? No, I think that I was here because I was standing up fucking screaming like... Yeah, I, remember, I was pumped I because that. I was like, there's no way so that maybe we're going to fucking with, lose this. Maybe I was with Rusty and he had some yeah, money yeah, in on that's, it too. I think that's what it was. Yeah, I remember yeah. that now. Um, but yeah, <laughs> you know, you uh, you always remember where you were when you uh, when you lost money. And, uh, you know, sometimes you just get back from AC and you're just so tired. But God damn, do you love watching Joe Burrow play football? And you don't go to sleep because you want to watch Joe Burrow play football. And then, goddamn, Joe Burrow can't beat the fucking Chiefs and the refs, and you lose $50 just staying up, losing sleep at the same time. Because I put money, $50 on them. I told Bob, I was like, yeah, when we get into New Hampshire, I'm going to put $50 in my DraftKings account and bet on the Bengals to win the Super Bowl just so that, you know, when we get down to speed weeks, I at least have some rooting interest in the game. And, well, now I don't give a flying fuck about either of those two teams. I guess go birds. But <laughs> Keep in mind, he ass. says that, and I'm like, you know, we're on our way to a casino, right? Yeah, <laughs> you can probably just do it when we get there. Yeah. Oh yeah, good point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, uh, was really looking forward to that, and uh, that's uh, that's obviously done before it started. So tough one for uh, the resident Bengals fan, uh, Charlie. There. Yeah. That, that, uh, that, that, uh, I don't know tough, what but. that fucking guy, uh, Joseph Adai, or whatever fucking was thinking. I think it's Osai, but yeah, Adai tough. Played something. Um, but. helped that the you know I guess it didn't help. It didn't matter because ball never lies. But the the the, uh, the Chiefs first team in NFL history to get three cracks at a third and nine. Yeah, that was fucking egregious. Yeah, fifth. They couldn't get it on third and nine, fourth and nine, or fifth and nine. So. <laughs> Um, it's too bad the Chiefs couldn't or uh, the Bengals couldn't win. I, I was a, a Joe Shiesty fan myself, but either way, uh, the Super Bowl is going to be fun because we are going to be in Daytona with our pals, not giving a fuck about the game, which is kind of like how last year was. Yeah, yeah, it's a real tough one for our buddy uh, Tragic Shoes. There is uh, he's a 49ers fan. I kind of told him tough a, uh, to win a playoff game without a quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I told them a couple weeks ago. I was like, I call the Joe Burrow T-shirt this year, just fully expecting the Bengals and the 49ers to be in the Super Bowl. And uh, well, that didn't fucking work. So uh, I, I messaged him earlier this morning when uh, he had time to uh, take a couple breaths after his uh, his team lost, and I was like, uh, I'll take uh, I'll take the Eagles shirt this year. <laughs> um, just I don't know something about a. I think the only thing that we the won Chiefs. this weekend between any of us was a fucking hot tub. You get, yeah. you did win that. We'll <laughs> blow, we'll blow up, buddy. Yeah, yeah. So I, I also had a weekend uh, this weekend too. Uh, unfortunately, I didn't get to go to AC. AC is one of my favorite uh, events of the entire year. Uh, every year, didn't get to go. 
promised Lindsay I would go up to, uh, well, she is the assistant branch manager at Machaya Savings Bank in the Portland location. And uh, because of that, they do like an end of year rally or beginning of year rally, I guess, every year. And uh, it's up in Bangor. And uh, I had never been to this place, but they had a theme of the Roaring Twenties. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. Was it COVID themed? It was, it was not. Oh. It was 1920s, Bob. <laughs> oh, uh, so so uh, that would have been uh, if it was the 2020 it'd be the, it'd be the coughing 20s. yeah you get it uh nobody showed up with a mask so that was the a plus side there uh but no uh we went up there and she had a baby shower so a uh, question who has a baby shower at 10 a.m um whoever you're what? about to talk about that seems early to me right yeah like kind of, like really you can't early. even have a mimosa right well she's pregnant anyway so you can't but that's what i meant uh, why would you have a baby shower like <laughs> I don't know. I just... I got you. I got you. So... You're saying you need to have the baby shower before you even get pregnant? Yeah, might as well, actually. (laughs) Is that what we've been doing this whole time? (laughs) Everything's a lot more fun when you can have a mimosa. So if you're going to make me get up at 10 a.m., I'm having a fucking mimosa. Well, it's got orange juice in it, so it's basically a salad. Yeah. Anything um, in moderation is fine. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Um... So we we get up at, you know, oh, God, 30 in the morning because Bangor is not close to here, right? So we, we start buzzing up north, and we're about halfway through before Lindsay comes to the realization. She's like, I don't know why I made you get up this early. Come to, you could have just come up with, you know, these other people that are from the area here and just come up, like, this afternoon for the rally. So, so I end up driving all the way to Bangor with her. We drop her off. She does her baby shower thing. Well, now I now have three hours to kill in bangor which for those unaware of the 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 area here what's going on in bangor you can go is, look at moose is uh you have a walmart a target you can go to ames and like a burlington coat factory that's like falling down and that's about it there's a nice array of heroin needles on the ground yeah you get it bob <laughs> so I, I i i utilize my time to go to the target and i found myself a roaring 20s outfit uh, and uh, I got myself a nice little bowler cap, a bow tie, some suspenders, if you will, and uh, like a dress boot on clearance for like 20 bucks. Couldn't say no to that. That was pretty hard to pass up. So uh, now she's upset with me that I got a, a, a an outfit for this event because sh- we were planning on just going in regular clothes. I was like, well, you gave me three hours to fuck off and do nothing. I'm going like the most 1920s person to ever 1920 in all of 1920. So then we had to go, and she gets. I had to go back and pick her up from the the baby shower. She comes back. Well, now I have an outfit, and she is a woman, so she also asks, absolutely has to have an outfit now. So we're looking for sparkly shoes and shit for her, and we we found her her, her stuff, and we uh, I had to drive her to Husson University for a meeting that I then again had like two hours to fuck off from again. So, so you started doing heroin. So uh, <laughs> long story short, I'm an addict. And uh, no. So uh, I checked into the hotel, uh, had a good time, hung out with her her friends, uh, Grace and Kyle, uh, also with a baby on the way, whose baby shower it was that morning. And uh, we showed up, had a great Kyle time. Kyle having the baby or Grace? Uh, you know, I think it's twins and they each have one. So uh, oh, <laughs> that's how twins are born. Yeah, you get it. So uh, no, it was, a, it was a good time. We, uh, we, we had a... A decent time there. We we walk in, and apparently you're not supposed to see inside the the event until you come around this like curtain thing, right? So it's like a big hush hush secret deal. And before you go in there, there's a table with boxes on it of pictures of of shit that you can win. Well, 
there was 300 employees going to this, right? So each employee got like five raffle tickets. You put your name on the back of the ticket. You put it in the box. You find out on Monday if you want anything. So they had stuff like like simple shit, like a a Blackstone grill or like you know gift card to something or fucking you know dinner here or something something whatever. And in one of them there was a hot tub. And she's like, "What if what if I won the hot tub?" I was like, "I'll tell you what. If you win the hot tub, thinking there's 300 employees there, there's no fucking way she's gonna walk out of this place with a hot tub. About a one in 300 chance." Yeah. So she puts all five of her tickets in the hot tub box, and I don't think anything. I was like, "Tell you what. If you win it." I will make sure that it gets set up and we'll build something around it and it, it'll, it'll, I'll do it right for you. No fucking way she's going to win that, right? So we go and have this party and it was great and uh, we ended up going back to the hotel and, and drove back kind of early Sunday and fucked off, had a nice Sunday back at the house and she goes to work today and she calls me while I'm at work and she's like, like this, you know that like when your girlfriend has like the, the customer service voice almost. And you're like, uh, what the, what do you want? <laughs> well, she's like, hi, how are you? How's your day going? I was like, you won the fucking hot tub. Didn't you? She's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, long story work. short, we, uh, we're going to have a hot tub boys out back. And, uh, I might need help building a patio. of sorts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, it was, uh, it was a good time. Bummed we missed out on AC, but, uh, you know, had a good time nonetheless up in Bangor. I know we don't do Weapon of the Week much often these days, and there was plenty of probably on-track candidates um, for Weapon of the Week this year, but I've got two from Atlantic City that are not on track. I guess, well, one of them is uh, on the infield of the track, and that was me. Uh, absolute lack of awareness. Um, can't have that. Need to be a better pit crew member. Um, when your driver pits, you uh, absolutely need to go help him. Second one was... Uh, what if you don't like your driver? Second one was old Tom the Modified Guy. <laughs> <laughs> now I love Tom. Tom had uh, reached out to me and asked if he could he could stay with us, um, and I absolutely said yes. You know, no no problem. Asked me just you know asked Brad to make sure it was okay. Brad had no issue. So Tom uh, Tom crashed on the floor and uh, night number one, like we had talked about earlier, it was Thursday night. We got there late. We go to bed at probably three thirty. Just Brad and I. No Tom. Tom's uh, Tom's tearing it up. Good for Tom. And I. We, Brad and I collectively as a team made a couple errors. Um, <laughs> we forgot to shut the curtains, the blackout curtains. Yeah. And we didn't find a fan. Uh, need, need the white noise fan. Just, just finally fallen asleep. Tom comes stumbling. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so Tom comes crashing through the door. I swear he had multiple people with him. Maybe not. Maybe I was still in a daze because I was half asleep, but turns the light, one of the lights on. Oof. Turns the TV, strike. turns the TV on, second strike, and puts it on ridiculousness, which plays on a loop on MTV all hours of the night. That is the most and Tom thing. Just I've ever kept heard. waking up to yeah 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 fucking yeah. <laughs> and about seven in the morning, I'm on my right side in the left bed. Brad is laying on his left side in the right bed, and we make eye contact during <laughs> during one of the yeah yeah yeah. And Tom is past the fuck out, <laughs> sawing wood. And I look at Brad. I go, "We are hiding the remote for the rest of the weekend." 
I was like, if I hear that fucking thing one more time, it might as well be like the exact same. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Myself it, right <laughs> off the top balcony <laughs> of this fucking hotel. <laughs> when it, Why did that make sense? It, when, he he said he wanted the white sense. noise. You, you guys don't sleep with a TV on? Oh, I just need <laughs> the white noise. not. You walked in on us sleeping. <laughs> and he felt he felt bad. And he I, felt so bad. He and I said, Tom, listen, I'm busting your balls because it's funny. I don't really care. Like, we weren't going to sleep that great anyway. Yeah. I said, but how old are you? And he says, 22. I says, time to outgrow sleeping with the TV on, my guy. Yeah. yeah you just <laughs> Might as well. that the, Just the first, yeah, might as well be the fucking Kool-Aid man when it first comes on. Just, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God fucking damn it, Rob. You're a staple of my childhood and you're fucking ruining it. Oh, oh yeah. Is it just a me thing or do you- it, do you, like the, obviously I can't sleep with the TV on, right? No, can't have that. No, but is it just a me thing where I have to have it on for like maybe three to seven minutes before I fall asleep, yeah, that's and then thing. shut it off? Oh, that's tough. Yeah. All right, yeah, yeah. I, I I used to be able to do the TV thing, and I still can. It depends on where NASCAR is racing. I could take a hell of a fucking nap while that thing's on, yeah. but uh, mile and a half track. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I uh, I don't know. Pocono, fucking right to sleep, but. I feel like- Richmond. I, I feel like anytime Richmond. I've ever fallen Jesus asleep with Christ. the TV on, like like at bedtime, I wake up at like three thirty or four, and I'm yeah. I, there. No shot I'm falling back asleep yeah. ever again. And yeah. the TV's still on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And Chanel West Coast is <laughs> shut the fuck up. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Fucking yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh god. Uh, so we were, that was set the tone for the weekend yeah, anyway. Yeah, that was uh so that yeah. was uh, that was one Tom talk. We get to another Tom talk here in Tom, a second. Like but, uh, I said, Tom felt bad and he, he he kept saying, Was I was I a good guest? And I said, Yes, Tom. I said you were such a good guest that you didn't even uh wake up on Friday night when I stepped off my bed directly onto your leg. <laughs> All my body weight. <laughs> <laughs> yep, shit, Tom's here. <laughs> oh whoopsies. Uh yeah. Wait, did he sit, just sleep on the floor? Yeah. I respect yeah, that. The, uh, <laughs> yeah. Anybody under twenty five is allowed to do that. <laughs> I uh I don't know. I just I did. I felt really bad. But we will be getting Tom on the show. By the way, uh, when we get down to speed weeks, Jesus. we're gonna get we're gonna get uh, Tom the modified guy on the yeah, Black Flag yeah. podcast. He's got, he, a, uh, he's got a lot of claims he wants to dispute. Yeah, so. he, does, <laughs> he does have his side of the Timmy Salamito story. We've had Timmy on twice to talk about it. So might as well give Tom, Tom his moment to shine. And uh, I believe we already have a uh, guest uh, on Monday. We have a little date with uh, Tom the modified guy and Austin Beers in studio, uh, which will be in uh, a different Solero Commerce compound in uh, the the Grace. The graces of the Wyndham uh, on Daytona Beach, but uh, that was uh, that was Tom the Modified talk talk and uh, Tom the Modified guy talk talk T T M G T yeah um, and uh, we'll be getting to uh, Tommy Catalano here in a second, but before we do uh, today's episode is once again brought to you by Sousa Media. Sousa Media is the perfect place to get your brand to victory lane, offering social media management, website designs, press releases, graphics, logos, photography, and much, much more. Sousa Media will get your social media pages up to speed for the 2023 season. Some of the top asphalt modified drivers and many more already inside the Sousa Media stable. Join the team and start reaching a larger audience today. For more information, email kylesousamedia at gmail.com or visit kylesousa.com. Thanks again to Kyle Souza and uh, anyone that's been uh, keeping track of uh, your your favorite drivers on social media know that a lot of our favorite drivers as well use them. So uh, they uh, they obviously do some terrific job or ter- terrific work. They do a good job, and uh, if you want to reach a large audience, be sure to go check them out. But uh, you practiced that, that, didn't you? That, I didn't. Oh no, that was good. 
Thank you. Good. That was very Thank good. You. Yeah, I didn't stumble over myself. Not there. even once. Just, just, just also, said shout, talk twice. shout out to the dudes in the elevator. I think it was Saturday night. Um, pulled a real bait and switch on these two guys. I had uh, I was wearing a snapback BFP hat, and uh, we get in the elevator to go down to the Wild West Bar, and two dudes come in. I recognize both of them. I don't know who they are, but I've seen them around the racetrack. And they're like, you you had the BFP hat on, right? I'm like, yeah, yeah. And they're like, oh, dude. Like, I was like, you heard of them? He's like, yeah, yeah. They're like, oh, we we know Timmy Salamina really well. Like, his episodes are hilarious. Like, yeah, we you know, we. We, that's a, that's a funny ass show. And I'm like, oh yeah, yeah. And I look at Brad. I go, hey Brad, these guys like us. <laughs> and they're like, oh, it's you guys. <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea. I would have been like, ah, oh, those guys fucking suck. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's pretty much what we always do say. But uh, yeah, that was that was uh, that was cool. There was there was a couple moments in time this weekend where a lot of people recognized us, and I was like, that's kind of different. I did like get a, usually do. But. Got a few, not a lot, but a few people that were like, this is our first AC. Heard it on the show, like. And now I was like, I was like, that's cool. Like that's that's part of what we try to do here is like, you know, talk these events up and make other people want to go. A lot of a lot of new, um, you know, people from our area like to go to this event, um, even though it's not exactly close to home. But um, happy to that. Even if even if our show brings one new person to an event, it's a you know, it's a success on on our end. I feel. Uh-huh. Yep. Yeah, that's, that's kind uh, of the whole point. Yeah, that's the uh, the the reason why we do the work, why we put the time in, and uh, just happy uh, when people. Just, just like you said, just get to the racetrack and uh, spend well, some money. And... Let's apply for media credentials next year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what was a real fucking tough one? Was uh, walking up to go get a pit pass with Tom the Modified guy, and he's the only one on the media list. Boof. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Fuck Tom, you should have told us about that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, looking forward to uh, obviously next year we'll uh, we'll have to try that, and uh, looking forward to uh, New Smyrna where they always put us on the media list. We, uh, we definitely appreciate them, and obviously appreciate our buddy Keeter. So uh, looking forward to uh, Speed Weeks. That's the next thing on the uh, the agenda. I was just looking. Uh, my my tracker is a, a little off. It still says 19 days until Speed Weeks. You're under two weeks away. Yeah, uh, it's at uh, 12 days before the first night of New Smyrna. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. looking forward to that and. Uh, this has been episode 204. It absolutely has been. This has been episode 204, and uh, here is Tomcat, Tommy Catalano. All right, boys and girls. So as we uh, just alluded to a little bit earlier there, uh, we have on the other side of the Zoom call here, Tomcat himself, Tommy Catalano. What's going on, man? Not much. You guys? Oh, it's uh, just a, another Monday night here at the uh, the old compound recording uh, episode, whatever this is, 204. I think that's yeah, yeah. Two two oh four and uh, a little bit different this time around. Uh, the post AC flu is uh, running rampant. So <laughs> typically uh, we have a pretty laid back weekend or really aggressive Saturday night, but uh, the 72, 72 hours of AC is uh, I think gotten the best of uh, Bob and I. But uh, I'm sure you you had a little bit different of uh, of a weekend, obviously competing, and uh, you're probably well rested and hopefully uh, ready ready to go tackle some speed weeks, huh? Yeah, I don't know about well rested. We uh, we had a long long weekend. Then we were seven and a half hours from home, so getting back home and straight to the shop. We uh, I I see we're behind. My dad says we're right on schedule, but he likes to be under pressure. So <laughs> it's uh, we'll keep plugging away. Oh, it's funny. So- last, last week, actually, uh, I had uh, told Bobby that we should get someone that was competing in AC on, obviously, and. Uh, so I just sent a message out to you and uh, you were busy and didn't even see the message, but uh, we were in the group chat and I was like, like, yeah, we should, we should like Tomcat, you able to come on the show on Monday. And Bobby's like, I'm sure he has plenty of free times trying to load up nine TQs and uh, unload them and get nine modifieds ready for speed week. So uh, pretty busy at the shop, I guess. 
Yeah, we uh, before we left AC, we kind of pre-planned for having to get ready for Florida. So we actually dumped some antifreeze in the TQs, fired them up, let them circulate, and going to leave them in the trailer for now and, and get get buttoned up for, for Florida. So we're taking down three tour mods, 602 car, and a super late. So that's going to be our speed weeks this year. So um, That sounds cheap. <laughs> uh, that's... You know, we're, we got the same issue going to Florida that we have going to indoors. You know, in, indoors, we brought five cars with four people. So, <laughs> you know, it's, it, uh, it makes for a, for a long week. But nonetheless, it's a bad day at the racetrack, still better than a good day at work. Well, it, it certainly sounds like you're doing it right. Uh, but, but before we get too carried away here, uh, you know, obviously, we're, we're very familiar with some of your work here on the Northeast and, and the open wheel stuff. But, uh, you know, we do have listeners all over the place. So, uh, you know, who, who's ta- who, who, who are you? Who is Tommy Catalano? How do you end up with a steering wheel in your head? So come from a family of racers. Started with my uncles back in the 60s. Father, my mom, um, she still runs now. We're all run against each other. So primarily it used to be kind of uh, more local stuff, but branched out and running the tour and hit and miss open shows now. ROC stuff, upstate New York. Um when we get out of New York, it's more for the tour Florida every year. And, and every year we try and do a little bit more. So going to try and hit maybe a couple open eighties this year or the sizzler, uh, North South shootout, something, you know, it kind of play it by year, see how the season's going. And if we can kick it off on the right foot, it's just more racing we can do down the line. So, um, last year we had plans to actually going to snowball, hitting up snowball and, and trying to get our name out there a little bit and, uh, just kind of got a little bit behind the eight ball. So, um, we got that on the on the table as an opportunity and possibility for this year. So we'll uh, we'll see if we can't fill the schedule up. So so obviously you you always bring a whole gaggle of you guys to, to the racetrack, uh, most of which seem to be driving something. Uh, so so what's that? What's the house like on a on a Monday or a Sunday after a you know stressful weekend where you all want to probably kill each other? Yeah, is there ever a weird dinner time or, or what's going on? It occasionally can be weird dinner time. You know? <laughs> I have to be careful when I tell this story that she's not within earshot, otherwise I'll still get smacked. So <laughs> a few years ago, um, it was when my mom was leading and I was second. Whatever happened, happened. She ended up spinning through the infield and I won. But <laughs> so what did happen? That uh, that didn't end up going over too well for, for quite some time. So now, you know, it's we, we try and behave around each other the best we can, but it, it still gets a little hectic here, you know, shop, dinner table, and, you know, the, the IOU ones. <laughs> but, you know, ultimately, you know, the, the, the more we can keep our own stuff together around each other, you know, the less cars we got to fix, the more racing we can do. So it, uh, you know, it's always the, I was better than you, no, you were, you know, this type of deal. So that, that uh, definitely takes up a lot of, Sunday and Monday usually. <laughs> got to got to be a little bit weirder of a Sunday night when you're checking for spit and your food. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Especially when she's the cook, you know, it, it's she would come out and tell everyone dinner's done, but I never got the memo. <laughs> <laughs> you're you're grounded for the night. Yeah, it was a couple quiet nights, so. Yeah. yeah, you got the leftovers the next day. That's it. <laughs> Uh, so, so how, to, so for you personally, I mean, obviously you, you, it sounds like you come from a pretty long line of, of, of racers themselves, but you know, what, where, what was the turning point of where you're like, you know what, I, I want to do that too. And, and was it go-karts or how does this start for you personally? Yeah, I started in, in go-karts, um, up here, they're called the uh, mic rods, basically caged carts. Um, 
when I was five. So I was doing a little practicing at about four and a half and got into it at five. And from there, you know, just kind of grew. I think the funny part is, you know, where I am now, you know, I, I don't consider myself to be terrible necessarily. Some people disagree with that, but, um, you know, when I started, you know, my mom, she'll always tell the story, like he sucked, like he was like putting around the place and she stood on the back of the car, you know, she'll tell people the story and held the thing wide open and like refused to let off the throttle until I went around the track. And that was kind of the turning point. You know, that was about halfway through season one. And from there it was like, Oh, this ain't bad. So, so <laughs> Kind of took off from there. What a, what a unique situation to have your mother be that much of a badass. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that that's that was her. You know, she she met my father. Um, she raced Mike Rods growing up, and then she got into racing, and she'd raced for a little bit, and then she was driving a pace car at the racetrack. Uh, my father was leading the race; it was under red flag, and they ended up talking on the back straightaway, I guess, and. From there the rest was history she, she ever uh you know follow follow you around with like a broom or something too and be like hey this is how this works too or, or... <laughs> <laughs> well she's like i say she, she'll cook dinner and stuff she comes out in the shop she cleans and stuff in the shop and sometimes we'll be like dinner's not done yet and then she'll want to drag us all in the house and be like i just want to mop vacuum dust you know, <laughs> you know how all this stuff works because you know how all the tools work out there and so we uh we, we try not to nag on her too much. <laughs> That's fair enough. That's fair enough. So, so how, how many cars are out in your shop right now for everything? We're talking total trailers, cars. What do we got? Oh man, we got, you're going to make me think now. <laughs> we got four TQs and a champ cart. Holy shit. Um, we got the two Mike rods. One's an open wheel. So it's an open wheel cart. And the other one's like a box car type cart. Um, Troyer's running. He's the littlest brother. And then uh, from there, we got the super late model, which um, my fiance's father actually owns. So I'll be driving that for him a little bit this year, but that is out there. And then I want to say we're currently at nine, nine mods. So if I, if I, if I got that right. I, I'd be happy with just one personally but no it it sounds it's, like you've got it, quite it gets the hectic because it's just us you know so it's you know we try and prioritize it got a schedule got a calendar and it's like okay this car's got to be done tonight because we got to get to this one and you know we, we get all the race track all the time and it's like how many full-time people you got it's like i mean like our full-time jobs <laughs> <laughs> yeah so it kind of how many in say, the house are actively racing everybody everybody so we got at this point except got, for my father at this point my father okay. up his car. Um, when I started tour mod racing, is he gave up his car, gave it to me. So that's that's where I got mine from. And then from there, um, Timmy's running, Tyler's running, Trevor's running, Troyer's in the go karts, and my mom's still running. So 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 you are so ingrained in modifieds that even your little brother's name is Troyer. His name is Troyer. <laughs> <laughs> you just couldn't get away from it, huh? We just. We just couldn't get away. Everything, yeah. everything is racing. You know, it's, it's um a lot of tease. You know, I, I got quoted last year and I gotta be careful how, how, much, how often I say this. Cause I, I just still don't live it down. You know, I, you know, we get a rain out or something and I'm always, it's so boring, you know? And I, I, you know, I say all the time, I'm like, what do normal people do? And, you know, I got quoted like, 
I'm a kid of Lionel says he's not normal or something, you know? And it's like, but in all reality, I guess kind of we're not. Like, we're the non-normal people, so. Even in the racing community, that's not normal. I hope you understand that, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's that's it. You know, like, honestly, like, after this FS meeting, I'm going out, out to the shop, and I'm working on my mom's car tonight, so she, so she should be happy. She, hers, is, uh, hers is on the plate, so we'll hopefully plan is to have her car done by Thursday or so. My open car for the week, Friday, Saturday, dabble into Sunday if we have to, and then button up the tour car at the beginning of next week. The late model's done, so um, the 602 is done, so we're, we're, we're on track. We're doing okay. <laughs> so, sounds a little intimidating for us. I feel like we're going to get in trouble for taking too much of your time. You're supposed to be out oh, there. Oh, no. <laughs> it's all good. And and for, th- for those that don't know, obviously, you just said that you guys are your own crew. It's just a family operation, and... Uh, Obviously, Charlie this weekend wasn't able to make it to AC, but Bobby and I were there and uh, got to see you uh, before, have an unfortunate Friday night. And uh, then Saturday wasn't too, too much better, but uh, it, it was very much a family operation as uh, when, you know, someone would pull in and their car would be broken, they were out and then going to wrench on another one. So uh, bring us through uh, pretty much your whole weekend in AC. Obviously, you picked up a third in Allentown. We weren't able to be there, but uh, a little less fortunate Atlantic City this past weekend. There's so yeah, many. We, um, <laughs> we, uh, like you said, you know, every, everything's family done and, and we have volunteers, you know, not in the family, but you know, they might as well be family, you know, and, and they help out. So, but like you say, it, it gets stressful and, and Atlantic city started off a little rough. We were a little off and we dialed it in. We got pretty quick, started decent, had ourselves in position and, and you know, around probably around halfway, um, started falling back, falling back, car started skipping, temperature was climbing, oil lights started blinking, things weren't looking good. Um, we were still third at that point, so I was like, you know, I kept going, going, kind of hoping for a caution, and the next thing you know, we're leading, caution hadn't come out just quite yet, and then the caution comes out, and I'm like, the time we don't want the yellow, so um, ended up leading with two to go on the restart and unfortunately under yellow I, I knew I was in a little bit of trouble I had the thing in gear and, and basically did like a mock takeoff and you know I described it to my father as you know it sounded like I was driving a John Deere B out there you know the thing just it, it was deep um so I I had no choice but to take the bottom hucker it down and, and try and make the last two laps and the nice part about indoors is everyone's tight so you know it wasn't too bad getting pushed around there for a couple laps and come home fourth. So escaped and Saturday got in a little mess in the heat race and ended up in the B main. It wasn't the end of the world, but on the B main got into the feature and we were up well into the top 10. You know, I think we were almost to the top five, four halfway lap 17 or so, and got in a jingle, knocked the rack out of it and kind of ended Atlantic city. So that was, you know, I, I said going into Atlantic city, I said, I just want to finish one here. Like, I feel like we have such terrible luck and I mean, I guess the fourth was a finish, but at the same time, it's like, you know, you, you couldn't have, obviously, you know, the car skipping and stuff, you know, we weren't going to get up there and get the lead on our own, but you know, that stuff can't happen when everything's going your way. You know, it's always got to happen when it's, <laughs> when you're struggling. So we'll, uh, we'll, we'll be back next year though, and try and get her a little better. So, so talk a little bit about, I mean, obviously you have 
a, a lot of shit going on. You got a lot of cars out in the shop. Like you just said, you, you, you're working with your family nonstop. It sounds like. So even by having to do all that, to, to, you know, talk, talk to us a little bit about what, what you've been able to accomplish too, because you, you got all sorts of trophies behind you there. And, uh, you know, even with that chaos, you still seem to manage to pull some cool stuff off. Yeah, we, um, you know, I, I say all the time, I'm on a little bit of a dry spell here. I haven't really pulled anything overly cool off in a while. I thought Richmond last year was going to kind of be the slump breaker, but it didn't quite happen. So I'm hoping maybe New Smyrna get, get a couple down there and, and get the ball rolling this year. But, um, you know, won a, won a couple NASCAR weekly series track championships, um, won the New York State Rookie of the Year back in 2012 for division one so that was that was pretty neat um got the wheel modified to a rookie of the year and like i say a bunch of wins i probably shouldn't say this on air but i guess it's been long enough now i won my first track championship in a four-cylinder um at 12 that was, <laughs> uh i guess like, limitations is up what's that the statute of limitations is up on that yeah that's that's it's been a while now, so that's uh, twelve years. So <laughs> yeah. So how many years were you? Sixteen years old going to racetracks. Well, the, the age was fourteen. So I mean, oh, I was okay. close. I mean, it's. <laughs> so you were fourteen for like three years. Yeah, I mean, I, I won, I won a bunch of races that year in the four cylinder, and I remember my first win. I got out on the front straightaway, and and I, I thought I was hot shit. You know, I was like, yeah, and these people in the stands are booing, and they're like, get this kid a milk, and I'm like, whoa. <laughs> going on here like i just won you know and so that kind of but it got the ball rolling and, and we kind of carried on from there and like i say you know i won a bunch of sportsman championships um i actually won an roc late model championship along with the sportsman championship there so um big mod stuff you know i'm still still getting there i feel like we run decent now you know it's just kind of sealing the deal you know we won one in myrtle beach um one in jacasa and looking for some more. So like I say, hopefully looking to get the ball rolling this year, New Smyrna early and kind of kick the year off. Right. It's, it's funny. You brought up the get this kid some milk because, uh, <laughs> the, the first race I ever won in a full size car was the Budweiser 100. And I was 19 years old and the trophy had a beer can in it. And they couldn't give me the fucking trophy right off the, <laughs> like hand it to me. So I, I, I get that. Uh, I, I totally understand that, but you, you also said that you're going to dabble in some late model stuff. You're not afraid of the fenders anymore. What, what's, what's that about? No, I, um, I was looking around trying to find that trophy because I, I don't remember here somewhere but so i won the u.s open late model race um back so you're good at tennis too what's that <laughs> so you're good at tennis too yeah I, uh, yeah exactly <laughs> i won the, i won the late model championship that year um and that was the last time i ran the late model so that's that's i think i was 2017 or 18 um and i won the the dave london that year which was a fender like super stock style race and the uh, the late model championship, and then it was strictly modifieds from there, which it was modifieds before then too. And so we're back into the late model. We're gonna go to Florida and see. Hopefully, keep it in one piece. Fingers crossed down there, and um, hopefully get some good finishes out of it. So this will be my first time in a super um, up here's all pros. So we'll uh, see how it goes. Oh, definitely looking forward to uh, watching you compete in that thing. I was really hoping we were gonna get to see you at the snowball derby, but hopefully this coming year. But Going actually off of what Charlie said about you being good at tennis, um, obviously a little bit as a joke, but 
curious as to uh, if you and your brothers dabbled in the uh, stick and ball sports because Bobby's sister, my girlfriend, and I were sitting there watching and rating uh, drivers on their throws. And uh, you and your brothers are the only ones that really looked that athletic. Well, so I, well, Trevor currently, um, he's at soccer practice right now. So he's a soccer guy. We call him a foot fairy. Not, I'm not too big into the, into the whole soccer thing, but um, he played soccer. Timmy played soccer and uh, I was baseball all through high school and stuff. And I got to my senior year and I spent more time on the bench than I did on the field because I spent more time at the racetrack than I did at practice. So that was kind of the end of it for me. I was like, you know, what? I'm going to stick to the steering wheel stuff. And, uh, but I, I did, I was baseball all through high school and, or I guess all through school, all the way through college or stopped at college, I guess would be the right way to put it. So, um, but yeah, we all, we've all participated in the, the stick and ball sports up until at least, at least through school. So. So you went to college too? I did. I have a four year degree in mechanical engineering. Um, that's my full-time job, I guess, days, day job. So, so have you just always grown up with like 32 hour days or how, how do you do all this shit? Well, that's the thing, you know, so I, I live about 45 minutes away from where I work. Um, so I get up every day about four 30, hit the road by five there for six o'clock start time. I'm, uh, actually work for nice, uh, New York state electric and gas, I'm a natural, uh, natural gas engineer. Um, so that's that's my full-time gig. And I get home every day about four 30, take a quick shower, wake me up. I'm out in the shop by five 15. And I usually get out in the shop until about 11, come in, get showered, get in bed by midnight, back up and at it four 30 the next day. So that's, that's my every day. I usually see four 30 on the South end of the day, not the North end. So good for you. Uh, that's... <laughs> I was going to say, uh, Bobby and I saw four 30 a couple times this weekend, but that was, uh, that was definitely more on the South end of it. Uh, did you end up uh, making it into work on time today? I did. I, uh, I was a little tired. Um, I was closer to six than five 45, but I was there. I was on time. So <laughs> you're a better man than Bob and I, yeah, I, was, I was two hours late. I walked through the door at 10 o'clock and just laughed. I was like, ah, fuck it. I should just take it to the off. Oh, uh, that's like I say, you know, it's by the end of the week, I'm, I'm usually dragging. So Saturday, Saturdays are my sleeping. That's, that's what I call my sleeping. So I still what do you sleep until six thirty? Seven. <laughs> Seven. <laughs> so that's, but you know, other than that, you, 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 we can't get all the work done, you know? So it's, it's, uh, you know, I laugh all the, I laugh to myself all the time, I guess, you know, I'll get on at night quick when I get in bed and, and check the group chat that we're all in. And, you know, I'm like, Oh my God, I missed so much. I cannot read the, all this right now or I'll be up until I'll see that I'll see the South end of four 30. And uh, <laughs> so I try and, hit the hit the key components and move on yeah, nights get a little bit longer when timmy's bouncing off the chip <laughs> yeah he uh he definitely keeps it entertaining though you know those i definitely stay up a little bit longer on those nights so i gotta give him credit that uh and i tell myself all the time you know i sh- shouldn't save until the morning it'll wake me up you know <laughs> reading all that so yeah they, they definitely don't play as well in the morning because he's usually calmed down by then <laughs> yeah yeah and you know you got to have somebody up late at night to feed him get the fire going a little bit so (laughs) so i I mean with all of this stuff in the shop and all of this preparation that's going to go into that and all you know everything that goes into bringing or having nine fucking race cars that are you know 
top quality. I mean, you guys always have nice stuff. You know, where, where's the time for Tommy? You know, what is, what does Tommy like to do? Or is that it? That's just what you want to do. That's it. That's what I like to do. You know, it's my fiance, you know, I, I take her, I try to try to take her out to dinner at least once a week. Um, right now she lives in, she lives in Buffalo. I live in basically the other side of Rochester. So we're about an hour and a half apart. Um, we're working on hopefully going to be breaking ground in April on a house. I got a shop up over on the, the land. So that'll be coming. But, you know, I say all the time, you know, my brothers, they'll want to, you know, they do the, the iRacing or, I don't know, go out and I don't even know what they do half the time. But, you know, I'm always like, you know, I'd rather push a broom around the shop than, than do any of that. So that's kind of me. You know, I, I go out there and tinker just because yeah, I can't sit down and watch TV. Like I'm always like jittering, you know, like I should be doing something, you know, so that's, it works out good as far as getting work done, you know, but, um, you know, that's kind of, that's what I live and die for. So <laughs> it's, it's peaceful and relaxing sometimes, especially at seven o'clock on Saturday mornings, you know, there's, there's nobody out there. It's quiet. <laughs> yeah. It's fair enough. That's fair enough. It's funny that the way that we operate is, uh, Saturdays are usually the most unhealthy days of our lives. And uh, you almost get a doctor's recommended full night's sleep on a Saturday. <laughs> I respect oh. the hell out of that. That's, that's just it. You know, it's, it keeps me busy. It keeps me out of trouble, really. You know, it's, you know, the, the furthest I go on the weekend is the hardware store to get a bolt that I'm missing, you know, it's, <laughs> but it's, I don't know. I wouldn't change it. You know, it's, it's fun. It's, keeps me entertained so well certainly as a as a race fan i do very much enjoy scrolling the social medias or scrolling the snap group or whatever and seeing that you guys are bringing a whole bunch of tqs to atlantic city or a whole bunch of mods to new smyrna because i'm just a fan in the stands there and uh usually it feels like i'm seeing double uh just seeing two catalano cars go around the track but usually it's four and i can't tell truly at that point if it's two or four but uh, just glad that you guys are uh, keeping racing alive, and it, it's uh, awesome to hear how much you uh, live, breathe, and uh, die motorsports. Absolutely, like I say, hey, when you're, whenever you want to flop, flop the fence, we'll uh, we'll recruit. We're <laughs> ready for some for some working hands, you know. Um, got to let me know though, so I can pack the cooler for you, because uh, a lot of people don't know. Like I'm not, I'm dry. I uh, no alcohol, so it's I don't know. I not that like on purpose yeah like i i don't even you know i tell everyone all the time like it doesn't even taste good like if i'm gonna drink like i'm gonna have like a mountain dew that's or not the point tommy chocolate milk <laughs> or something you know like that's that's me you know so so we we joke all the time because we all have our our selected beverages you know where we are you know at the end of the day we are still individuals right but it's 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 just selecting what tastes the least amount like shit to get you through the night before the taste doesn't even matter anyway. Yeah, and you know, I I uh I don't know. I just never never could do it. I you know, people all the time they're like, You want one, just one? And I'm like, No. <laughs> <You know? laughs> well, good for you. You're a better person than us, uh, obviously. For that. well, most people are, but well, it sounds uh, like you don't have time for it anyway. I mean shit. <laughs> It, it that's the thing you know it keeps the cost down it's definitely that cheaper you know <laughs> yeah it's not a it's not cheap ever to do it unless you're with like people that you know and then you're you there, there's a once in a great while you you're out and about and there's just that one special night somehow where every time you turn around somebody's handing you a beer and you're like you know what this is pretty all right but otherwise it's uh 
fucking expensive. So, uh, <laughs> uh, moving, moving forward, man. I mean, obviously you've been ingrained in modifieds and open wheel stuff. You're going to dabble back into the late model stuff, but you know, what are, what's some, some things in motorsports that you've never done that you've always wanted to try or, or, or you know, what, what are the goals and aspirations of somebody like a Tommy Catalano of something that maybe you've never done before? You know, there's, there's all kinds of stuff, you know, like I'll be honest with you, I'll scroll Facebook every now and then, or the group chat and, you know, you'll see cars and it's like, damn, that'd be cool to try, you know? And that's, sometimes it's the weirdest stuff, you know, it's just like, that thing looks cool, you know? Um, are we, are we talking like street stocks or like Mazda Miatas? Like, what are we talking about? What, what tickles your like, fancy? Uh, you know, like a super, like an Oswego Speedway super, you know? And I say all the time, like, I don't know that I would want to race it. Like, we'll go there, but like, just go out there and practice it, like, by yourself. Make sure you don't I hit. confirm that big block supers and most, even 350s most of the time, the practice stops when, or the fun stops when practice is over. <laughs> That's what I'm saying, you know? So I just want to practice it, go out there, and make a couple laps all by myself. Don't need anyone else out there with me, you know? <laughs> but... You know, I, I got a couple couple things on the table. Um, I've had some some talks about maybe getting in a, a I think they're 350s. They're going to be coming to Isma Super or 350. I don't know what they are. They're coming to Lancaster this year. Yeah, those, um, are, three, those are 350s. We're going to be there in June, which uh, yep. so, getting um, a of you for setup and gearing advice. So There you go. There you go. I uh, So I got a couple calls on, on maybe running one up there. So I got to look into, you know, what all that entails type of deal. You know, it's it's hard when people call because they usually and no no harm no foul you know they're like you know if you can supply this or come with this you know and it's like we got however many cars out there that you know we're trying to (laughs) fund as it is you know without having to supply for that so that's really why I would never really get not that it's a bad thing because we have plenty of racing on our own but you know dabbling into other stuff so we'll see how it plays out and and who knows maybe maybe we'll be there in something and be able to put something together and give it a whirl. So I've, I've, I've always loved that conversation of, yeah, you can drive my race car, but it, it just give me a million dollars. and It'll be fine. It's like, well, I'll just buy my own fucking race car for a million dollars. But uh, uh, no. So what, what's uh? I mean, you, you, you're going to break ground on a new house. You got all sorts of race cars in your back pocket here. So, you know, what's the, what's the five, 10, you know, 20 year goal for, for, for yourself. Honestly, you know, I, people say all the time, you know, well, do you wish you went down South? You know, do you, do you wish you could get into racing down there? And, you know, ultimately everyone wants to do that. And the older you get, would I turn it down? Absolutely not. You know, that'd be, that'd be awesome. But, you know, ultimately at this point, you know, the goal is to go to work every day, make enough money to race when I want to race, where I want to race and, you know, be able to, to support that healthy, unhealthy, whatever you call it, habit. <laughs> um, you know, but, but that's it. You know, if, if I can work to afford that and, and be able to do that, that's going to be awesome. I'm going to be living about 10 minutes from, from home. So we'll have the shop here. I'll have a shop over there, take some cars, help my dad out, lighten the load a little bit for him. And, um, you know, I don't know if it'll be easier or harder, but, you know, hopefully splitting up the, the cars that where we're at, you know, right now we're, you know, we got cars, the shop is, well, we talked about earlier how many cars are out there and the shop's only 40 by 60 and i say only i mean that sounds big but not when you talk about having however many cars like you know nine modifieds and a late model and four tqs and champ cart and two mic rods in there you know it gets tight fast so it's it's tight you know we're we're moving stuff all the time to work on like one car okay stick this one back in the hole pull one out to be able to work on it type of deal so 
might be nice, hopefully having two shops being able to have a little bit of wiggle room. And and I should say I did forget a car. As I said, I think we're up to 13 now. Hopefully I don't offend anybody. We did purchase and have a 602 Dirt Sportsman. So that is the newest edition as of about a month and a half ago. So we're going to play with that a little bit this summer and see how I mean, it I mean, your plate wasn't full anyway, so it's, it's fine. <laughs> you've, got, <laughs> you've got plenty of spare time. So I think I think Timmy's primarily going to give that a whirl. Not that we all won't maybe give it a shot at some point or another, but that's going to kind of let him give it a try. And like I say, that'll be a whole new learning curve. You know, I, asphalt's easy. You bolt four tires on, you go fast. You know, dirt, everyone's like, oh, you got to grind them and swipe them and I don't know, eat them. Who the hell knows what you got to do to them? But it's like... Oh the, my god. <laughs> the the very limited dirt experience that I have is and the only recommendation I have for you based off of that is that take everything you know and everything you've worked on for the last entire bit of your life and everything that you've applied to all of those race cars out in your shop and throw it in the fucking garbage. And it's the complete opposite at best. <laughs> so that's that's where we're at. So that's like, <laughs> oh man. <laughs> That's gonna be a... Your toys certainly sound a whole lot more fun than what I got hanging around here. I don't even know what I got. I got a couple empty beer cans, some die casts, and yeah, listen, I, I'll get you this summer. We're at a track. I'll get you a door, a quarter, or something, and maybe a empty intense milk jug or something to go with it. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, we got plenty of space right on the wall, right there. Just don't. Have... <laughs> the same fate that this car had because that one went upside down at loud <laughs> yeah that one had a whoopsie <laughs> yeah yeah hopefully hopefully uh, you know i don't want to give you one like that you know we'll, we'll try <laughs> actually I, I can pull off the left side door panel the tq after ac that's that's got some stories on her <laughs> <laughs> that was perfect i was telling i was telling everyone in the stands obviously by by that time of night i'd had a couple pitchers and a couple extra um drinks and i was sitting there and i'm like I'm, I'm just about to win this fucking race. Like, I, I obviously, like, I came down and talked to you earlier and uh, found out that you'd, you'd be free to come on the show on Monday. And I'm like, I'm in the stands like a little kid, like, oh, he's going to give us something to talk about. It's going to be great. And unfortunately, he gave us more than what we uh, thought we were going to get to talk about. It just uh, didn't, unfortunately, end up in victory lane. That would have been, uh, that would have been quite the story. That would have been super cool. And maybe you would have been able to uh, dabble in an adult sized chocolate milk or something after. You know? Exactly. Exactly. I, you know what? If we would have won, I, I would have had one with you. Just, just for the hell of it all right yeah i was gonna say if you get one of those cups you can't not break it down to the bar and have one out of it you know that's right at least a sip out of it you know yeah oh we'll finish it don't worry (laughs) that's right that's right i don't want it to go to waste yeah so i i feel like if you're getting a cup you have to drink out of it at least once yeah yeah that'll be your first beer how about that the first time you win at Atlantic City, you have we'll we'll, we'll all drink out of your trophy with you. How about there that? we go. That'll work. So we do we do have some questions from our pals over on Patreon. Uh, starting with uh, Matt Wood, he said, uh, we, "When will we see a fully hand lettered throwback to an early '90s Catalano car?" So, I had a fully hand painted, um, faded number throwback. I did, and it was years ago now and that car i brought it to new smyrna as a backup ended up using it one night it needed a front clip 
ran it around home. I actually finished third with it twice. And then we brought it to Beach Ridge for the tour show. And that was its final um, resting place. So <laughs> I do, I do want to do another one. I, that was, I'll have to post, I'll post a picture of it on Twitter tonight. Just, just to jog it back out there. Cause it was definitely a favorite, you know, up, up close. It, it had all the hand painted flames on it and you know, it was, it was cool. So I, I got to do another one. I said this year and I got lazy more than anything. And um, so maybe, maybe halfway through, I, I like to try and do something different for loud every year. That's kind of my goal. I, I did like the, the sixties throwback there with the yellow and red split deal um, a couple of years ago. So maybe this year I'll, I'll, I'll get a fresh body and get her hand painted. Oh, if it makes you feel any better, uh, well, I'm sure it doesn't, but Beechridge is not even just a race car graveyard now. It's just actually a graveyard. Um, but uh, going uh, a little bit further down, Matt Seen said, uh, well, I feel like this might be an obvious question. Um, I think this is for all three of us, though. Mary, fuck, kill, legend car, TQ, midget, slingshot. So the legend, I ran a legend car. I did do some legend car racing. Slingshots. Like if he's talking about the indoor slingshots, like those things don't even look like fun to me. So they're fun to I, watch. <laughs> fun to watch, yes. You, they're a riot to watch. But in the car, like I'm like, what the heck is going on out there? You know? And so with that being said, you're gonna have two slingshots racing indoors next year. <laughs> it would only be right. I mean <laughs> you gotta make a little or make the most out of the, the what little space is left in that shop. Uh, but, uh, I mean, for, for me, I mean, you, you just gotta, I think you gotta marry a TQ midget. You gotta, you gotta fuck a legend car and you gotta kill a slingshot. <laughs> Unfortunately. Uh, I was, I was going to swap it around a little bit. I was going to marry TQs cause we all love TQs. I think we've established that I'm going to fuck legend cars because I, I'm oh for three in a legend car experience at this point. And, uh, I'll, I'll try a slingshot. Why not? Fuck it. Literally, I guess. It's, the slingshot's gotta die it's, it's... <laughs> it the, the, the legend car and tq i mean the tqs are fun that's just you, you can't beat a tq you know so you're gonna have to marry marry the tq and, and... so wait so question off of that i guess um for you uh, the tqs you're only racing at what four three four times a year at most that's it is that part of the allure to it and what makes it so fun because Yes, obviously you're taking it seriously, but like you're only blasting it out in like a couple months and then you have a whole year to look forward to it. Would it be different if you had to do like a weekly grind with those like you do the modifieds? It might be. You know, I ran the TQ actually outdoors for a couple seasons. Um, not mine. Um, I ran. Well, it would be my father-in-law's or future father-in-law, soon to be fiance's father. Um, so we, we had some success, won a bunch of races outdoors with it. And it was fun outdoors. You know, I think part of the thrill indoors is it stuff happens so fast. Like there is no, like you're hitting shit and you don't even know why you're hitting it. Like it's, <laughs> you know, you're trying. Oh, you were thinking as you were going over the top of the 15 on Saturday night. That That's kind of it. You know, it's like. Cause that all like, started like six rows in front of you and you guys ended up wrecked. <laughs> Well, that's exactly it. You know, he got turned sideways and I was like, oh shit, brake pedal, you know? And then all of a sudden it's like, bam, bam, bam. And it, you can't even be mad at, you know, the people behind you or anything because it's like, 
Well, they ended up worse because the 93 went over you and went right head on into the concrete barriers that. Yeah. You know, so it's, (laughs) but I think that's part of it, you know, and ultimately I say all the time, like, I feel like it makes me a little bit sharper outdoors, just the reaction time of it, you know? So that's, I don't know. Like I say, there is no, man, I don't know. I, I, I'd like to try it outdoors. You know, the, the, the outdoor series that we ran, they were actually at indoors this year and, they're working on maybe getting a little rule package together to, to have us be able to run some of the outdoor stuff or the indoor, I guess, legal stuff outdoors with them. So if they do that, who knows? Maybe we'll we'll give it a shot this year if our plate's not really full. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't I mean it doesn't sound like your plate's full at all. Um yeah. Pick Cat said, uh, always shift on restarts, especially in a mod. That's well. I, I try to teach my brother, <laughs> Timmy, Timmy, we, we still don't let it down. He, he gave away a win or at least a shot at a win. Kind of like I did say or Friday night in AC, um, except for his motor wasn't blown. He just blew the shift at wall and, uh, gave it away to Woody. So that, uh, <laughs> but, I, was but, I was wondering what that backstory was. <laughs> no, no hard feelings. We, we still don't let him live it down. So it's okay. <laughs> And he, to this day, says that he never wants to go back to wall ever again. So, <laughs> Understandable. Uh, Chris Russell said, uh, do you think you could win in a fist fight against an orangutan? I don't know. I, you know, I'm not much of a fighter. I mean, I mean, if I had to, you know, I, I will say before indoors this year, I started this gym program. You know, they're telling you what to eat and all this stuff. And I lost like at 20 something pounds down to water weight, you know, and, um, you know, it was like four nights a week. You go to the gym and every Wednesday is kickboxing. So you're just punching the shit out of these bags and kicking them. So, I mean, maybe, I mean, I got to fight and chat now. <laughs> I, I put some money on you. I was, I was actually talking to someone at the wild West. I think it was Thursday night, uh, another competitor. And they were like, yeah, I was on this like pretty strict, like diet. I lost like 60 pounds and all this stuff. And I was like, before next indoor season, I need someone to put me on a weight loss plan up until AC and I'm not allowed to go to the wild West unless I stand on a scale and weigh in a certain amount. Nothing, there nothing you go. with racing. Just, I need to lose a little bit of weight in the off season. Well, the nice part is then you can put it back on while you're at wild West. That, yeah, that's true. I, I was definitely down a couple pounds before I went to wild West and then obviously gained a bunch of them back and uh, then may or may not have lost a couple more pounds in the morning, but um, <laughs> throwing up doesn't count. What? Yeah, it absolutely does. There's like, it absolutely does not. <laughs> whatever. Uh, Bobby's sister Nicole actually said, uh, "Who's the fastest family member?" I'm voting mom. Of course, you can't vote for yourself. <laughs> uh, you have to say mom. I mean, she she. Well, she says she pays the bills. You know, that's that's her that's her gig. So. Mom's always the fastest, you know. It's always the fastest one in the pit area at New Smyrna, buzzing around on the scooter. That's she loves her scooters. We're up to four scooters now, if anyone was wondering. So that's <laughs> and this year she's all she's been running around downstairs for the past couple weeks, saying that she bought herself a new toy. So on top of her four scooters. She bought herself a golf cart that we're supposed to pick up when we get to Florida. So what do you have, like 11 of those now? Or 
Do you I'm just like, go? Do I you said, just go to Sam's Club for race car parts? Well, I said to her, I was like, we don't even golf. We don't even own golf clubs. What are you doing with a golf cart? <laughs> so, but hey, it's got a radio, so that's what she was concerned with. So what I mean, that is I'm hearing, that is I'm hearing is uh, keep your head on a swivel at New Smyrna Speedway. <laughs> uh, so that'll be fun. Yeah, uh, the the last question that I have here that really pertains to anything that you have going on, it doesn't really even. It's actually probably more for us, hopefully. Uh, but Buddy Slim said, uh, blown motor predictions for New Smyrna, and I'm not talking about the race cars. Um, good for a couple of those. We're gonna we're gonna hope that he's not talking about the race cars. We're gonna hope that you can make it through all the speed weeks. Uh, obviously, I hope so. All all 22 cars you're bringing down. The number just keeps so. increasing. It's gonna be 50 cars by the end of the show. I don't. I don't know that in the the t- two years that we have gone that I have blown a motor, and I could be lying. And the the first year I should have died, let alone blow a motor. Yeah, yeah. Actually, I don't think I've seen any th- either of us three blow a motor at speed weeks. So, and, and we but, absolutely had every right to. Yeah, you ever you ever blown a race car motor down at speed weeks? More than I wanted to. Wow. Yeah, well, yeah you, had a, you had a rough go of it. 20, 2020, I believe it was. It blew three motors and five nights. So that was... Hey, at least those are cheap, though, right? <laughs> That's... That was the... Actually, I three motors and five nights. We, we quit after night four. I said, you know what? I've had enough. My mom told me, you want to race my car? I said, no. No, I've... <laughs> <laughs> So that was yeah, you, you go and blow the motor in that one and you're going to be uh, without dinner for a couple more than two nights. That's that's exactly it. Then I'm really in the doghouse. So <laughs> only a mother's love could offer up a race car after you destroyed three of them. <laughs> that's that's it. You know, that's and I, I will say that's the same year that the hand painted car needed the clip. So that was night four. Um, Sounds like 2020 just wasn't for you, man. You just opted it was, out. It was not. So I, I am looking forward <laughs> To hopefully, you know, I don't want to jinx anything here. A smooth 2023. Well, that's good. That's good. Uh, you you have anything there, Brad? You're, no, you're I was just gonna say. I mean, it, it, with uh, if you just make it through the week without uh, without blowing a motor, I feel like you're gonna be in good shape, or or just really destroying any race car. Instead, you're gonna be in in uh, competition every single night. It seems like. And is there a couple nights that you're gonna be down there running two different races? Yeah, every night except for Saturday. Well, and Sunday. Saturday and Sunday. Saturday's the tour. Sunday's super. Every other night is uh, double duty. So that'll be that'll be fun. Plenty, plenty, of, plenty of opportunities to uh, get a checkered flag. That's right. So if you guys get bored up there drinking beer, come on down. We can put you to work, sling some lugs, do do something. So, well, we're never bored drinking beer. But yeah, I mean, if you if you really want to give us a job while we're doing it, that's yeah. that's your fault at that point. <laughs> You're putting a really big liability on your race car by letting Brad anywhere near it. <laughs> Brad, Brad actually helped me out for like one year at Beach Ridge, and um, I think he figured out that the the lawn chair was his spot at the, in the pit area in the trailer. And I brought I brought Brad to a race this summer with me, and I my biggest concern was to make sure we parked closest to the bar so Brad didn't have a far walk <laughs> after the races. That's that's you know what that's a hell of a move. I, I know I know just little enough 
I will never tell anyone that I know anything about what I'm doing when it comes to working on a race car, but I know just little enough to get me in trouble. And I have crippling anxiety that I will fuck something up for someone who is, you know, you're going to come in for like a four tire change. I'm going to put like a tire on backwards and you're going to lose the race. It's going to be my fault. And then I'll probably just never go to a racetrack ever again. And I just truly don't want that to happen to you or I, you know? You, no, you that's have, fine. But I mean, like, honestly, like, you know, you could definitely hold the pit sign with a beer. I mean, that's... <laughs> That's true. You might run it over on the way out. I might drop like a swig or something. You know, you come in for rights, and all of a sudden your motor's upside down or something. <laughs> uh, wait a minute. <laughs> uh, no. So, uh, no. Thank, thank you for coming on, man. This has been really good. Um, you know, obviously, you're just kind of fucking off most of the time anyway. So, I, you know, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. We we appreciate you, you know, lending us your spare time here because you have so much of it. So uh, absolutely. I guess uh, I guess enjoy the rest of your night. And uh, one 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 final question for you is, yeah. I mean, obviously you you come from a racing family, and I do ask this to almost every guest that we have here. But you know, at the end of the day, why does Tommy Catalano have to be at the racetrack? Honestly, for me, it's uh, that's that's relaxing to me. That's um, you go there, you kind of forget about real world problems and uh, they make a pill for that i think <laughs> yeah, that's I, I i have gotten that before you know it's you know running around there like chicken with your head cut off working on five race cars is it's relaxing i don't know like that's just that's where i like to be and you know sometimes you know i i take on helping other people too just because i don't know can't get enough of it I'll, so I'll- I'll, I'll tell you what, they also make a drink for that. You might not know much about it, but that, that might be why we dabble in the, uh, the alcohol. So you kind of forget about real world problems. So that's- well, and they, and they kind of go hand in hand. Like I, I agree. I love racing cars. It's my life, but also I believe part of the reason I drink as much as I do is because of racing cars. So good on you for being able to side skirt that side effect of it. If, if I didn't, if I didn't drive race cars, I wouldn't, I probably also wouldn't drink at all. But I'd also like go to the movies or whatever fucking people do, I guess. You'd be bored. I mean, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, so again, thank you. Uh, it, this has been really good. Um, you know, it, appreciate it, man. You know, it, you, you, you now officially have been on the Black Flag podcast. Absolutely. I, uh, hopefully, I can do something impressive in Florida and come back on after that and talk about that. Hey, our motto is either win or flip. I mean, don't flip. I, I didn't win. I didn't flip. I mean, I blew a motor, I guess, this weekend. So that's doesn't count. You and me both. You <laughs> and me both. <laughs> but if you if you do pick up a win down at Speed Weeks, we uh, we'll we'll have to hold you to that and get you back on. But uh, again, this has been great, and uh, we'll see you in a couple weeks. Yeah. Absolutely, you got it. Don't suck, race car, race car. Here we go, race car. <laughs> <laughs>